0: This is a show about sports and everything in between. From
1: a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana.
2: What is going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us on the weekly sports drop. This is, I think, episode 20. I think so. Uh, we are here. I'm a little under the weather. I'm trying to get over it, but I am joined live in studio by the young stallion, Mr. Eric Morero from Cane's Insight. Uh, what's going on, Eric? How you doing, my brother?
3: Wonderful. Thank you for
2: having me on. No, thank you for being here. We are on the campus of Mary Brickleville. Village. Uh, we are on the campus. Excuse me. Today you're gonna to have to bear with me because I'm 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 a little uh, I'm a little screwed up. So we are on the campus of Miami Media School, Mary Brickle Village here in downtown Miami. Uh, we are. It's the early signing day special. I'm excited about this one. Again, I was I had a stomach flu, man. I was feeling so crappy for the last four days, but we're finally on air. We're finally here. We're ready to go. We're I'm excited now. We have a stacked lineup today. I mean, we've got a lot of great guys coming on the show today. Uh, you know, your boy, your boy, the master of disaster, Mr. Peter Ariza, is going to be on with us. We're going to have uh, Larry Bluestein, big show with Blue. Our boy Blue is going to be on. Andrew Ivans from 247, Miami 247 Sports, right? Miami 247. I just want to make sure I get all these things right. And Eric knows a little bit more than I do. So uh, we're going to have a couple of Canes commits on. We're going to have Gregory Russo. We're going to have DJ Ivy. We're going to have the realist, Realis George, as well. And uh, maybe we'll have a couple more guys. I think we got uh, a couple of guys on the, uh, on the hopper waiting to come on, too. So we'll see what we do. Live show today on MiamiUndergroundRadio.com as well. You can, guys can check it out on TuneIn Radio, MiamiUndergroundRadio.com. Again, check us out. This is the weekly sports drop. I kind of wanted to start it off with, you know, with something different today. Uh, kind of go over the uh, the bowl game, the Orange Bowl game. Uh, Miami set to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, you know, at first I was uh, I was pretty excited because I think it's going to be a good matchup for for the for the, uh, for the Hurricanes, uh, considering our speed matches up to their their I guess their size, their bulk. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of be it's going to be a strength. But you know, I really don't want to downplay how good you know, how good Wisconsin is. I think they're a pretty good team. Uh, you know, I, I like what they're doing with, with their running game. Obviously, they have the freshman phenom, Jonathan Taylor, over there. Uh, they've got a really good tight end also in uh, Troy Fumagalli, I believe his name is. And, uh, you know, their quarterback is kind of like their, uh, he's their field general. He really doesn't do too, too, anything too exciting. But uh, uh, Alex Hornibrook, you know, he can, he can, he can definitely, uh, like you said, run the show and, and, and do some, some pretty good things on the field as well. Uh, you know, we wanted to uh, kind of get, get, um, get the other side as well with uh, Wisconsin beat writers and not, but they got, they got scared. They got scared because they knew that, you know, we're coming for them, they're on our home turf, and, and they're going to get their asses kicked. But uh, <laughs> aside from that, man, I, I want to I start off with that, and I think when we, uh, when we bring on Andrew, when we bring on Ivans, I think I want to I get his take on that as well. But first, let's kind of talk a little bit about the uh, Wisconsin Badgers more than anything else. You know, and you kind of kind of being around these kids, kind of re- being around players or whatnot, what are you hearing from any of these guys, whether it's the recruits, whether it's because obviously this is gonna be the early signing day special, right? So we're gonna talk a lot about recruitment. Um are are the recruits talking about this game? Are they excited to see this game?
3: I think they are excited to see this game. It's they, how long has it been since you have had a bowl game? Two thousand and three at the Orange Bowl?
2: A meaning a meaningful I mean, bowl game? I
3: mean at the Orange Bowl. Oh, at the Orange oh, right. Bowl? Against FSU maybe?
2: Yeah, that was it, the Orange Bowl game, yeah. 2004, yeah. So
3: they haven't had a big-time game. Well, they had the Notre Dame game a couple games like that, but this is an Orange Bowl-type game here at the, at the Hard Rock Stadium this, coming up this week, the week or two, I believe. It's kind of like, like the a a consolation to the college football playoffs, right? Yeah, it's going to be a good game. The Canes are going to be in there. I think they're not favored. I think they're uh, the underdog by three or seven points, but I think the Canes should be favored easy. This is a hometown – it's a home game, basically, for you I'm, Stadiums gonna be packed, but you have fans that have been there all season long supporting them for the Virginia Tech game, Notre Dame game. So I think the fans are gonna come out, and the recruits are really gonna see how this team responded to a really bad loss against Clemson. I
2: think, think which is kind of crazy that that they're underdogs at home in a bowl game when, and I understand understand. that you know the Badgers and Wisconsin travel as well, but uh, I mean mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a Miami that's gonna be a Miami strong, you know, a fan base out there. I know I'll be there. I know you'll be there as well. Uh, so I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what what, what they do. Uh, from from the standpoint that they 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 have enough time to, to kind of prepare for it. They have they have some time to get healthy. I know some guys might have been a little beat up. They definitely did get their butts their butts whipped by Clemson. Kind of a wake up call there as well. Uh, but I think they do match up well against this uh, this Wisconsin Badger team. From a standpoint of that speed, that speed is going to kill them at the end of the day. I think more than more than people realize yeah, like right it kind of like that and kind of like what ohio state did to to, to wisconsin I, I think ohio state's game and our game are very similar we've got you know that quarterback that's going to look to pass but can take off with his legs same thing with jt barrett right that's the same thing that we that he did we've got the weapons on the outside we still got some wide receivers even though amon richards is, is not going to be playing this game chris herndon is i think a bigger blow than amon richards yeah. just because he's been more consistent this year uh, but, you know, we've still got a lot of weapons on the outside. Still got a good running game. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to see, see what, what... what they do. I'm excited to see what the Canes do. I'm excited to see what, what that defense does. You know, a, a, a lot of times it's, it's let's, uh, let's, let's lock down that running game and force Horny, Horny Brook to pass, which was kind of the same idea that we had with Clemson. Hey, let's lock down their running game, lock down, you know, put a spy on, on Kelly Bryant and force him to throw the ball. Well, we kind of did that at the beginning and he went like 13 for 13. So what's it going to be? You know, is, is it going to be more uh, do we have to stop the run and force him to throw the ball or do we just have to play our football? You I know, think just it's play, just a different Just play team. good defense. I think it's
3: just a different team in general. You're messing with a team like Clemson who's Oh, I think it's probably going to be the three times uh, going to be in the National Championship game for 3 years in a row. Oh yeah, I think probably they're going to win, win it. it as well. Yeah, I think they're, they're going to win it. They're clearly the best team after they just gave Miami a beat down like no other. And I, it wasn't even like that. It was more Miami's defense kept Miami in the game, basically. It was just the offense couldn't do
2: anything. They absolutely did. Here's, here's the problem. Yeah, you, you see that score, 38-3, to 3, very lopsided score. You think, wow, the defense didn't do too much to help. But that's not the truth. The truth is we put ourselves in some really bad field position. Terrible. I mean, the punting was bad, but the turnovers were bad as well. So there was a lot of factors that played into that field position. And if you're out there on the field the whole time defending this defense, I mean, defending this offense, it, it, they're bound to score on you. They're that good. I mean, that's an explosive de- offense. There was a
3: point where Miami stopped them three times in a row on three consecutive drives. They were still down 17-0, but you miss a field goal on the first drive, and then the offense can't get anything going three drives in a row. If you would have scored maybe two times, a field goal, kept the field goal and then scored once, it would have been a 17-10 game getting the ball at halftime, and the Canes would have been right back in the game. But, Offensive inefficiencies and stuff like that, you just can't have that against a team like Wisconsin.
2: It's its crazy how one play could swing the momentum. I think i think that one play that that really got away from us was that Jeff Thomas uh, double move yes. that he did, the, the corner post that he ran, that he was, I mean, he, he couldn't be any more open, and you underthrow the guy there on that. That's
3: been, like, sort of the team. I remember it a has. couple of years ago, the Notre Dame game, there was a play, Philip Dorsett. Oh, God. Wide that, open. That's exactly what. That's what yards, screwed the rest of the game up. Drop. Absolutely, and down seven zero. I remember watching that game at the ale house at like fourteen years old, watching the game.
2: And that's that's the point. If and, and apparently from what practices, what they're talking about now is that Nikosi Perry is taking a lot of the uh, the second down, uh, second down, second team uh, snaps now. With uh, you know he's splitting it a little bit with Evan Sheriff's. but uh, but it looks like it's gonna be it looks like it's gonna be Malik. It looks like it's gonna be Malik. And, um, yeah, it's gonna be Malik this week for sure. It's gonna be Malik and Nkosi yeah. battling it out next week. But well,
3: we'll see, we'll see, we'll see about Jaron, because you know Jaron Williams signing tomorrow at at twelve eleven forty five I believe signing with UM and he's gonna be an early enrollee. That's something different than Nkosi Perry wasn't. Perry wasn't early enrollee, so we're gonna see a maybe a four way battle. And then we're still s- uncertain with Cade Weldon's status because I've been here, right, I've been here, failed the drug test, that, right? I've heard here a couple things about that, but nothing confirmed yet. But you would, like to see a, you would like to see him stay because he's, he's been a really good quarterback as a scout team guy for the Canes. And the Canes just have to see what they're going to do. I, next, they, there's no way they can burn a red shirt for Nikosi Perry in this game. No. They've got to r- ride the ship with Malik Rozier. And you can't blame Malik Rozier. He's had two bad games all year, the last two games. I think the real reason why UM is here is because of Malik Rozier. So they've got to give him a chance.
2: Listen guys and I'm sorry we're we're getting some texts from some of our from some of our listeners that the live stream is not working. I am working on that right now to see to make sure that the live stream is working. If you can't hear us if you can't hear us on uh, on TuneIn Radio, obviously you can you can download the TuneIn app as well and go to Miami Underground Radio. You can go to miamiundergroundradio.com and if not go to our uh, Miami Media School Facebook page. Okay, go to our Miami Media School Facebook page and you can uh, watch and you can hear it there as well. Uh, and, and, and that way you'll get, you'll get both. You'll get, you know, you'll get to see both of our beautiful faces and you'll be able to hear everything. So check that out because maybe that's, that's an issue, but I'm still going to try to fix, I'm going to try to work on that now uh, during our next break and then uh, and, and we'll go from there. So just want to let you guys know a little bit about that. When we come back, we will uh, talk to Andrew Ivans from two, 247 sports. sports he'll be coming on what at 3:30 3:45 330. yeah so we'll get him on the show we're going to take a quick break and uh, this time we're not going to we're, we're going to do it a little different since we're on Miami Underground Radio we're going to go with some music uh, it'll be some uh, i don't know what the hell it is honestly it's some hip hop music there but enjoy it we'll, we'll be right back on the weekly sports show we
4: could
2: What if
5: everything you believe was really a lie? And everything that made you laugh, it really made you cry. What if you called a body homicide, no alibi, and people close to you want to kick you off lullaby? See the difference between you and I? I see the evil for what it is. Focus in my third eye. They can't tell me nothing I ain't heard before. Young man, you want success is one of three doors. Choose wisely, cause things ain't really what it seemed to be. We in the industry where everything is pure me. The devil is coming after me. I'm seeing the exactly how it's supposed to be. My people die in prophecy. Until the day come when I'm in the ground, ain't no stopping me. I keep hearing
6: no voices in my head, demons inviting me. until I day.
2: To the weekly sports drive on Miami Underground Radio,
7: We We get to shoot until nothing is moving. Go grab the chopper and go grab the my game, we never gonna lose it. I don't know where it came from I done kept it real from the start Kept it real with my day one I got that 40, my blessing look I ain't talking about you Put in the city, ain't grow with me So nigga. don't trust you My niggas be selling that dog food Got me a new bitch, like to argue I might put that little hoe through law school I might put that little hoe through law school This for the people that doubt of me Said that I'll never be this shit But I'm always in the studio I don't even my sleep shit Yeah. I do go for these fair hoes. I'm the main reason why I got a spare I can't trust nobody because I love too hard Promise you will not let me down if I give you my heart Promise to always play my role and just play my card It's my time, nigga. Put my, my niggas in my on. time. all the soldiers i ain't never get to do no song with your dog but shit girl, I already know man you in the best state car uh. hey better I already know man
8: Gotta hurt. For? Why the fuck I ain't there for Now mama mad and you frustrated Cause we keep no fucking up at boards God Damn. Damn. And we ain't gotta work no more My niggas niggas got em If they hit the bottom My niggas I I that's bottom They know that I got you like that. My niggas they got me If I hit the bottom My niggas they spot me My niggas don't doubt me My niggas they got me My niggas don't spot me like Whoa We ain't gotta suffer No more No more We ain't gotta work no more No more, ain't gotta hurt no more, no more. We ain't gotta hurt no more, no more. Ain't gotta suffer no more, no more. We ain't.
9: Signed artists shine. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 20. 222.
2: Thank- All right, guys, we are back on the weekly Sports Drop here. I'm your host, Jazz Santana. I am joined with Eric Marrero in studio. We are on the campus of Miami Media School here in Mary Brickle Village. We are now joined by Miami 247 sports writer, Mr. Andrew Ivins, talking a little recruiting, early signing day. We are excited about it. We wanted to talk to some people that knew what they were talking about. Eric says you're the man, Andrew. I follow you on Instagram, follow you around on Facebook and Twitter and all that, man. You look like you are the man to talk to here. So uh, let's go right into it. Thank you, Andrew, for being on the show with us. Appreciate it.
10: Not a problem, guys. Glad to be here.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I know Eric has a couple of questions for you. I want to start off a little bit by talking about this early signing day period. How do you feel about it? I mean, this is the first year that it's going to go on. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches, a lot of writers, a lot of people in the recruiting game have mixed feelings towards it. What's what's your feeling towards this?
10: Well, I think if you're a Miami fan, you, uh, you're you pretty excited about the whole thing. I mean, because this year it's going to work out in their favor with them basically being able to sign 75% of the class. But I think if most schools could go back, they, they would have wanted to do this. Um, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on in- changing to sign early, uh, if you if you played in a conference championship game or an early bowl game, you're at a disadvantage. So I think I don't know if this is going to stay around, but if you're a Miami fan, this is definitely positive for this year.
2: Now, do they have to do this for a, uh, a set amount of, of years before they can actually, I guess, turn you know, uh, I guess revoke the whole entire thing and kind of go back to how it was before? Because I'm with you. I mean, I think it's it's tough if you're preparing for a big bowl. Uh, whether it's you know a college playoff or or one of the uh, one of the six you know top six bowl games out there to kind of have to right in the middle of everything go out and, and do your you know go, do your visits or have uh, in homes or or officials and whatnot I think it's tough. So do, is, is there a certain time frame as to when they can kind of say forget about this? It's not working out. I mean, I honestly have read right into the legislation.
10: But I know that when they push this whole early signing period thing on everyone, I mean, it kind of happened really fast. So I think <laughs> maybe we get to the NCAA meetings in the spring and uh, the coaches sit down and, you know, once you get these vocal coaches behind it, guys like you can save in and, and they share their thoughts if they like it or not, uh, they normally can get their way. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the fallout, um, especially just after how tomorrow goes. And, and we'll see. I think in January it's going to be nuts if you're one of these kids who hasn't signed and you're a top five kid, I mean, guess what? You're on the board for everyone and everyone's sitting their entire coaching staff in home. So uh, that's, that's the piece of the puzzle. How's that gonna go come uh, January?
2: Yeah, no, I get it. I, that's why that's why it's tough for some of these kids that are gonna wait till January. I mean, either they're gonna have a spot for you or they're not. I mean, and obviously these these top kids are gonna have, you know, their say on where they wanna go because uh, some of the schools will hold down some spots for them. but uh, going going right into I guess you know we know the kids that are signing tomorrow at least most of the kids we know who are signing for Miami and those there's a couple of kids that still haven't made their commitment yet uh, and and some that we're taking a close you know a close look at look at one in particular is uh, is uh, the defensive end uh, Jared Goldwire uh, you know talk to me a little bit about what you're hearing on his on his recruitment trail what's going on with Jared.
10: Well, it's a uh, miami a battle for the uh, junior college defensive tackle. Um, obviously, Miami thinks they might lose uh, Kendrick Norton R.J. McIntosh early. So they've been entertaining the idea of kind of taking a guy with some depth, um, Jared Goldwire, a Washington native, kid signed out of UTEP out of, out of High School. Uh, he's a guy who's kind of emerged as a target. Um, they got him in town for the Notre Dame game, which was the perfect weekend to host him for a visit. Uh, I've been burning the phones the past couple of days, here, and it seems like he's really split. It's 50 50; it could go either way. So we'll we'll see. Um, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world if Miami doesn't get him, uh, but if they got him, it, it would certainly help because he's someone who, uh, week one next next season against Atlas, LSU, is probably could be in the rotation just given his, his developed body and, and what he's been through.
3: So, Andrew, I know you just talked about Goldwire. Just well, where does Miami look to after? If, if if a potential that like Goldwire doesn't stay doesn't commit to Miami tomorrow,
4: that's an
10: interesting question. I think uh, we're gonna we're, we'll see because uh, Miami's they're in on guys like uh, Daniel Carson and, and Dennis Brake. Guys, you know those are guys they've been after for a while now. But some of the backup plans they've kind of had in place, like Devon Hawkins, a kid out of chaminade uh, Madonna High School, he's going to sign with Kentucky on Wednesday. So. Um, that's where Miami's also getting penalized or most schools are getting penalized in these early signing periods. Now your backup plans are also going to be locked up uh, way earlier than you kind of anticipated. So I don't know if they're going to go to the junior college route. Um, we, we, maybe they if they got to a situation where they can't find anyone, or if they could go the grad transfer route again like they did with Dee Delaney, although I don't think that really worked out as well as they had expected. But um, I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, Nesta so Rivera, as long as they hold on to him, he's a guy who who likely will play as a freshman. And then uh, Daniel Carson and, and uh, Dennis Baker two guys kind of in the mold of RJ McIntosh, and there'll probably be guys who can play early. And then you also have John Ford on the roster already, so uh, there's some bodies there.
3: Andrew, I'm asking about the heritage kids. I know that Miami's in in the favorite to land Campbell and and Chatfield. Um, Just how would how what what scenario would it be that for Miami to land a guy like Patrick certain like would all the play all the pieces have to fall in the right place?
10: I'm not sure. It's difficult. I think, and I've been saying this kind of since August. The big wild part in that recruitment is what happens with certain uh, Jr.'s dad. Obviously, some schools and some fan bases have have joked that uh, or or have speculated that he might take a head coaching job or a assistant coaching job somewhere out of college. And you would have to think that makes Junior's going to follow him right there. I think if Miami's going to get him, I mean, they're going to have to hit the official visit, uh, a home run on that. Um, they're going to have to sell him on, on staying home. I, I know Mom has told some people in Coral Gables that she really likes Miami. And, um, but is that going to be enough? I, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. But I think Miami would have to hit a home run on the visit, and they would have to get the rest of the Heritage kids.
2: I like that you still call him Sir Tain. I I heard that. Don't think that I didn't hear you say "certain," Andrew. <laughs>
10: that was an accident.
2: <laughs> still a little old school. I still call him "certain" every once in a while, man, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Real quick, you know what? Talking about another another guy on the defensive side of the ball that I, I know he's committed to North Carolina uh, is this Collins kid, that defensive end. How are we looking for him and his recruitment? He, is he trying to sign early as well?
10: Yeah, Chris Collins, uh, he's a longtime North Carolina committed. Miami hosted him... Uh, Two weeks ago for a midweek visit, but based upon everything I've heard, Miami uh, is kind of not really pushing for him. The coaches got him on campus. Um, what They weren't really impressed all that much with his size and, and frame. And, you know, why he's got some talented film, I don't think he's a guy who they want to, you know, have on the end. So I, I don't anticipate Miami, uh, you know, pushing for him here in the 11th hour. I, I fully expect him to sign with North Carolina.
3: And then Andrew, we talked about obviously this early signing period, just how is this early signing period sort of, I know the coaches have planned about this for much, just the, kid, the Canes basically got most of their commits early on in the process, and it's sort of, in the past couple of years, the, that sort of stuff hasn't really fallen through with getting kids early and then most of them just decommit at the end, just how, how do you see this class different from years past, with kids signing, with kids committing early and then sticking throughout the, throughout the process?
10: I think it starts and ends with uh, Miami's assistant coaches. Uh, obviously, Al Golden has some talented recruiters here and there, but I think what's different with Mark Rick's staff is they do a very good job of evaluating talent early, being some of the first offers for these kids, and then just developing relationships and getting them on campus. I mean, that's, I mean you think about this past weekend when they had all the Storm 18 on campus. Miami has known all those guys for the past year and a half, so it's not like they're making meeting these guys for the first time. And I think that that really goes a long way. And um, you know, they they want it, Diaz and Banda. They do a great job of getting out in the community, and uh, I think that that's really the difference. And uh, obviously, winning helps. Miami needed to win games this season, and, and they did. They put, they made the ACC championship game for the first time in program history, so uh, they took care of business. And it, I think. As long as they keep the staff in place and, and they keep recruiting like this, I mean, it's going to be a pretty talented roster in a, in a few seasons.
3: And, Andrew, I know that we're talking about signing day coming up on Wednesday and the one in February. Just, I look forward to 2019 right now. Just, Where, where do you sort of see where, – where do the Canes sort of stand with a couple of guys some of their top targets?
10: Right now I think they got seven or eight guys locked in. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head I'm so focused on the 2018, but um, – they really have turned up – I think it's going to turn up a heat here in, in January and February uh, on guys like Frank Ladson and, and Tyree Stevenson, the two um, South State kids, uh, both of them decommitted from Florida. My, he got them on campus or, or at the Hard Rock Stadium all season long. Uh, I think both those guys right now uh, likely end up at Miami. I mean, things can change. Clemson's involved. But those, those are two studs. Um, they're also uh, – really working, uh Jaden Davis, the cornerback at uh at Thomas Aquinas. And then they're going after guys like Kenny Kenny McIntosh, obviously R.J. McIntosh's brother at university school. So the luxury for Miami having the twenty eighteen class in place was they're able to start kind of peeking ahead to the next cycle and they've already developed relationships with all these guys. And I don't think the twenty nineteen class is gonna be as big number wise, but it's definitely gonna be talented and uh, Miami is in early with a lot of good names, especially locally. I, I,
2: I think – and I think that's what, that's what this early signing date period does, does really help with is being able to look, look, you know, into the 2019 class of the year, you know, the, year, the next year and uh, how strong they start off with their recruiting at that point as well. So I think that's, that's what's going to help a lot. Is, you know, we're seeing a lot of these kids commit, you know, as eighth graders, as freshmen now. So I think, you know, signing early does help the coaching staff – I mean, and the players as well, but does help the coaching staff kind of move forward and, and continue to push hard for those, uh, for those kids for the following year. Uh, Andrew, before we let you go, just wanted to kind of find out a little bit what you thought about uh, the 2018 class, these guys that are signing early and, and, and some of them that are going to be here in January. Uh, who do you see making the biggest impact out of all the kids that are signing early? I think, I think it definitely starts with Lorenzo
10: Lingard. Um... Obviously, Miami has Travis Homer, and DJ Dallas came on late in the season. But Lingard, I saw basically every running back in the state play this season, and I think he is a complete stud. Um, he, he, I think he's going to come in. A, I don't think he's going to be the starter, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the rotation and playing right away and he has the right mentality. So I think him on offense is definitely one. Uh, I want to say Mark Pope, that wide receiver, but we don't know if he's going to enroll early. I think that could kind of stall his development a little bit. On defense, I, I think uh, Ger, Gilbert Frierson will definitely get a chance to play early in that secondary, same with Gervin Hall. Uh, I absolutely love DJ Ivey's upside. He's he really impressed me late in the state playoffs, and I think if he takes the step, he could definitely avoid a red shirt as well. Um, and then we'll see, uh, like I said, if Nestle Silvera, he's a guy I think he could come in, in in the summer and get into the rotation. And same with Brevin Jordan. I mean, Miami needs tight ends bad, so... Yeah. Uh, he's going to be given every chance to play early.
2: I think that's the kid I'm really excited about is Brevin Jordan coming in. I mean, I saw the pictures of them with their uh, with their official visits this past week. Him and Will Mallory. I mean, they look a lot bigger than I thought they would. Those are some big boys. Those are some big boys. So I'm pretty excited to see what they're what they're going to do. God knows we need we need some some help at tight end though. So I, I don't know if Mike is going to get it uh, get it done. Um, Andrew, I want to appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Uh, Thank you. This is the first time. Hopefully we can do it again before National Signing Day in February as well. And uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, we'll keep in touch and um, and we'll, we'll look forward to talking to you soon, my man. Thank you so much.
10: I appreciate it, guys.
2: All right, buddy. Have a good one. Take care. All right. Thank you. That was uh, Andrew Ivans from uh, Miami 247 Sports there. He brings he brings some really good knowledge, man. He knows his stuff. I he think I think back. I wanna I wanna bring him on maybe, um, before we get to national signing day, or maybe we'll do a national signing day special for for him, and we'll kind of we'll kind of get him on the show as well. So, I mean, listen, man, Brevin Jordan. Again, going back to Brevin Jordan, I saw I saw. I mean, he's a big dude, right? He does it all over there at, at Bishop Gorman in 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 Las Vegas or Nevada, wherever it is. And uh, and um, uh, I'm excited to see what he's gonna be able to. To, to do once he gets in here, because we do need that that big playmaking tight end. We've always had kind of like that guy. We've had, you know, after after all the you know the the Greg Olson's and the and and the Winslows and 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 all these guys. I mean, then came you know you got Clive Walford. Clive. Then after him was David Njoku. Then after Njoku was you know Chris Herndon. Now Chris Herndon's hurt. You know, we thought that maybe Michael Irvin can kind of make that next step. That pedigree he has, that pedigree, right? Uh, but he just hasn't. He just hasn't been there. He's great. You know, he can catch the ball. He's a great pass catcher. But can he block? Can he replays correctly? Can he run the right routes on a consistent basis? Those are the things that I think are important. And if he can't do that, he's not going to play, especially not for Mark Richt.
3: I think one of the huge, talking about the tight ends, why there's such little depth, I think one of the huge blows was losing a guy like Giovanni Haskins. In, to, to off the field issues and the coaches kicked them out like Sam Bruce or early in right. the process so that's obviously why the tight end spot's a little, little dim right now but I like a guy like Will Malley I really think he's going to be a big I team. like him too, I think he's, he's just be, big, he's huge I remember and he I talk, can run I talked to him at, at, at one of the 7-on-7's seven in Orlando around, around this time, like February January, and I, I honestly didn't think Miami had a shot with him because he was a Michigan he was a Michigan what was, what's the right word? He was a, the leg, he was a Michigan legacy Oh, Legacy, right, like right, right. His parents right. went to Michigan. So I, was thinking, I interviewed him, and he said very good things about Miami. So I was like, all right, maybe there's a chance here. And then five months later, he commits to Miami. And I'm like, that could be a I pretty legit two-headed team. monster there at tight legit, end. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a legit two-headed monster. I think they're really going to step in on day one. I, it, it sucks that they're not coming in early, but right. I think they're going to make an immediate impact and take that one and two spot. But, but they're, they're both nice, signing. Like, the, uh, this they're both right? signing tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow? That's going to be exciting. I think, I think they're easily going to
3: gonna come in and, and fight for that starting role, and I don't think it matters to them who's the number one tight end or number two. I think they just care about who's going to play. Yeah, like, no, I, think I, I both, don't think it matters. I think they're both going to be on the field a bunch.
2: It's like, going to be 1A and 1B. It's not even going to be 1 and 2.
3: Tell like, how you saw last year with Chris Hernan and David Njoku. it just a complete mismatch out there it, having those guys out there.
2: Can you imagine those guys on the field at the same time? And I think Mark Pope, if he does come in early, like what Andrew was he talking about, he, he does. But, he's but so I can see quick, him coming man. in. And playing that kind of Braxton Burials role, right? He he's can, gone. He's but can he's, that that he can
3: just take, he's a guy that can just take can it and take deep off right. as well.
2: But that's cool because if you have that guy in, in, at the slot that can take off deep, and you still have to worry about that outside uh, threat with Amon Richards and whoever else is going to be guy on like the Ryan other Hightower.
3: side. Hightower. I think D Wiggins is going to be a real sleeper in this class. I think it's going to be really fun like to watch. I think, I think the wide receiver, and they get a guy like Marquez Azard Marqu- who He's getting a lot of crystal balls to Ole Miss right now, but I still think Miami's in the race for him.
2: I think we should talk to uh, maybe uh, Blue or Peter about that. Too. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Later on in the show, uh, we're going to have Peter Ariz coming up. Actually, we're going to co- have him coming up uh, after the break, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk to Realis George, uh, Greg Rousseau, and some of the other guys. We will come back now on the uh, weekly sports drop, but uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere.
6: Ooh, it's the rush that makes a player wanna fall in love. Yeah. Cause I knew you had me. The loss of gravity, that smile on your face, the way your lips taste, that sweet surrender. Mixed with pleasure is a feeling that lasts
4: forever. So we should take it so
2: Game so cold, get a poor of monger, sweating in the club to the early morning. Now I want to strike like a cobra. She could be my chauffeur, telling me me outside. Car ride to the plane, spend a little time. Then I'm gone to the next city, next
9: stop. Take it slow little mama, you'll be all right. Good night, love. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 2022. Thank you. What,
0: what, what is Oh, yeah! And
9: worldwide.
11: you better choose friends love us nothing but it gotta be something i had to tell them i had to tell them friends love us nothing but it gotta be something i had to tell you only choose to be nothing but a friend to me don't even pretend to be jealous when you see me free you know how kinky i be underneath on top of she's so careful with your friends on you know i'll keep your mind blown you know i'm hair strong yep hair strong please correct me if i'm wrong i guess that kitty got your tongue cause now you got your quiet on bet you wish you thought of feel when we kissing and we hugging and you leave and you leave or do you know how it makes me feel when we rubbing and you touching pleasing me pleasing me boy do you know how it makes me feel we be clubbing we be balling having lunch having lunch i never thought i'd make you have to choose who was i playing who was i playing silly me silly me Lovers, nothing but it gotta be something one. I had to tell them I had to tell them friends love us nothing but it gotta be something one I had to tell them I had to tell them friends love nothing but it gotta be something one I had to tell them I had to tell them friends love nothing but it gotta be something one. I had to tell them one. I had to tell them
12: any attitude in this altitude I'm hiding the most high one with the most fly Yup, major key to success when you f- with
5: the best nothing more nothing less 36 chambers of death we're protecting your neck put the city
12: in check yep all day we be creeping when you sleepin' in the lab we be eating in the weekend we you beefin', but you better watch what you speakin' before you get your f- head leaking I see you falling off the deep end. Suckers been wondering why. Hand in the clouds when I'm touching the sky. With your boy that be getting it nice. Never think twice, that's my advice. Cause everybody here gonna pay the price. I'll take the chance and I'll roll the dice. Cause this music.
7: i ready to ride now, still move to the beat of my own trunk, kid, I ain't nothing to f*** with, f- killing it from the top uh-huh. down, pa, demolition, try to tell them all, but they never want to listen, pemen ain't gon' go to war, but they end up missing,
12: never man. looking back, no time for the reminiscence, pay attention to the many premonitions, staying on post position and never switching, give, give it, it up, up. trying to stop this, mm-hmm. in a bit of rut, it's my world, you a squirrel trying to get a nut, MJ won't stop till mm-hmm. I get enough, then I'ma get them poxed out when I hit them up, let's believe when I speak, never, never interrupt, in trying to get my you can never understand how you feel the rush Hittin' that stage with a fist full of rage Ripping that mic about to rip through the page When you keep it all original we'll stick to your ways Even though you miserable, got you faced By the only thing that help you get through that day Even when they doubt you, tell me I should let it go But I ain't about
13: of infinite
9: I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting DISASTER to the number 20222.
12: A jazz. Pay for the pay. Ain't so much jazz. pay for the paint. Ain't so much jays, shall pay for the paint. am feeling? Ain't so much jays, ain't so much jays. Ain't so much J's, champagne for the pain I'm spilling Ain't so much jays, Ain't so much J's, Ain't so much J's, champagne for hey. the pain I'm spilling Ain't so much J's, man these fresh out the box Got some bills in my hand, like I'm fresh off the block I got my eye on the coupe, so I might to get it Call an amber alert, cause the roof just went missing Share pay for the hurt, champagne for the lies, champagne for the pain Not now I feel paralyzed, I'm spilling a so much J's, you should get you a sip, and this life is a moving, man, you should get in the clip, Hold got up. these people around me, but I feel all alone, cause ain't nobody around, when a nigga go broke, and you can make you a million, but you all in your feelings, and my girl always tanning, so her skin always peeling, man, this music so loud, man, this life ain't for me, I be blowing no G, Going no deep, and you know who the crew. You know how I move. You was the man back in school. What happened happening, you? I'm feeling ain't so much change, ain't so much change, ain't so much change. Should pay for the pain. I'm feeling ain't so much change, ain't so much change, ain't so much change. change. Should so pay for the pain. Ain't hey man, this life ain't. Hey man, this life ain't for me And I've been up for a week And I ain't going to sleep I'm A-So-A-J 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 Champagne for hey, the Love, I'm right. A-So-A-J You know this pair match the laces They see you doing your thing Now they calling for favors My side bang
2: with they fingers Then they finger their chickens This is this look With lacerations. And we are back here on the Weekly Sports Drop, early signings day period, special show. I am now joined, by the way, we are on the campus of Miami Media School here in Mary Brickle Village. Again, this is the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Chad Santana. I'm in the studio with Eric Marrero from Kane's Insight. But now I am also joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Rees himself from Cain's Insight, from out the huddle, from everywhere. This is the man. How you doing, Peter? How's it going, buddy?
14: I'm doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me on today.
2: Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. I know that this time is a little bit busy for everybody. We're all excited about early signing day period. Uh, what, what, what's your take? How do, you, how do you feel about this? I mean, we asked Andrew. We had Andrew on on a little earlier, Andrew Ivins. Asked him the same thing. I mean, how do you feel about the early signing day period? What's your take?
14: Well, I mean, listen, if you're a Canes fan, this is a perfect year for it because the class has been locked up for a while. And you can, you know, just really, you know, solidify those guys. And and now the coaching staff can go ahead and use their their time and their resources completely elsewhere. And it's just a good indicator, too, of, like, who's really solid. Um, And, look, if if someone's not signing now, uh, you know, there's a few guys who aren't signing now, like Nessa Silvera. Um, if, for example, it was in the class, and, and he's doing that just so he can go on an official visit with his teammates in January. But for the most part, if you're not signing now early, that's kind of a sign of who's really looking elsewhere and who's solid. Um, so that I think that's an interesting part of it. Uh, so, like, that's one side of it, right, where a school like Miami, great season, they had a really good class for a while, and those guys are locked in. But on the other side of it now is schools who have had coaching changes and things are kind of going – You know, 100 miles per hour for them still, like Florida State, for example, trying to get a staff in place. I know it's tough for for them and and other places who are still scrambling. Um, But but if you're a Miami fan, then this was the perfect year for that to debut.
2: Absolutely. Now, how do you feel about on the other side, right, of them having to focus on the early signing day period right in the middle of, you know, their bowl practices, getting together, you know, getting ready for – well, particularly for us, the Orange Bowl game, right? But for maybe some other teams like your Alabamas and your Clemsons, uh, you know, for this college football playoff, they're kind of focusing in on practicing and, 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 and getting everything ready for those big games. How do you feel? Does it does it kind of uh, – does it take away from them being really more prepared for these games as opposed to, you know, not having to worry about this early signing day period?
14: Um, I You know, I, I understand where, you, where you're coming from there, but – my counter-argument would be um, that this is always the time of the year that coaches are recruiting anyways, right? And, you know, some may argue that, yeah, a lot of the coaches are using uh, a lot of their in-home visits maybe earlier than they would have, but they were going to have to recruit whether it was now or afterwards. Uh, and, and, look, the coaches are still traveling as much as they have been at this time anyways, uh, so it's not a completely new uh, it's not a completely new thing, uh, but that I mean, look, the coaches—they they, if they'll tell you they gotta have the players in order to win it. So this recruiting is always going to be their priority. Uh, of course, you know you don't want to take away from preparation, but these guys are, are professionals and they're used to doing it year in year out, anyways, because they have to recruit as it is.
2: Right? Yeah, it's not—it's not really gonna make that big of a difference. Uh, which is which is good to know. Which is good to know. I know I know that you're you're kind of locked in on on everything that's going on with the recruiting. We, we are getting some questions here on 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 wanted to talk about you know stuff that's going on in the trenches with some of the recruiting game for the guys in the trenches. Talk to me about the kids like your Nesta Silveras or anybody from the offensive side or the defensive side. Uh, the offensive line defensive line guys that we should be excited about guys that are going to sign and maybe guys that aren't going to sign right now but we should you know we should keep a close eye on for you know a national signing day in February
14: right so I uh, you know we'll start defensive line Nessa Silvera up for USA Today high school player of the year I mean this kid's uh, the real deal production wise uh, he, he's he's You know, in the games, he had an incredible senior season this year. Uh, Heritage, arguably the best season. uh And then his teammate, uh, Andrew Chaffield, he's someone who's going to be committing in February or going to be signing in February, I should say, that, that will be visiting with him in January. And the Canes are, are in a very good spot with him right now, so that's a guy to watch. Daniel Carson, a guy who can play defensive tackle, defensive end, he's someone to watch as well. Uh, took his uh, visit a couple weeks ago to Miami, in Nebraska there. And then it looks like Jared Goldwire, from what I've heard, is going to stick with, with Louisville That's the junior college defense tackle uh, who's been committed to them, visited Miami during the Notre Dame game uh, weekend. And it looks like, from what I've been told, he's going to stick with them and sign with, the, with Louisville tomorrow, which is a bit of a loss for Miami. They, they need a, an immediate impact. I don't know if he would have necessarily been an immediate impact guy, but they need someone. Uh, as, as a Juco uh, guy to come in mid-year, which doesn't look like it's going to happen mid-year now, but uh, they need someone because it looks like they'll lose both Norton and McIntosh. And then on the offensive line, uh, the guy that I'm excited about, uh, one of the guys I'm excited about is John Campbell uh, out, of, out of Dr. Phillips, and, and he's, he's a guy who's very athletic. He's a finisher, and he's coming in in January, so that should be very good for him, getting in the weight room and, and all that good stuff.
2: I think, I think what we're all forgetting also is maybe one of our our biggest, our biggest uh, recruits coming in next year is actually going to be getting back uh, Gerald Willis on that line. I think that's going to be definitely. huge,
14: right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Willis is someone who, uh, you know, he's had his ups and downs. He had some injuries in Miami, had some off-field stuff. But, you know, everything I've heard, he's focused. And he's ready to go for next year he'll be you know he's been practicing all year, so he's in shape he's been in the weight room um, and and he needs a good year for for the nFL and for the next level to help his stock because we know he's talented enough, but he's got to produce on the field to show that, and he's going to have the opportunity to i mean he's in, he's in my opinion going to be a starter easily next year um and and you know we'll see after that patrick Bethel, someone john ford they're they're excited about. Uh, but they're going to definitely need to add, a, a, you know, potentially one more guy here down the stretch uh, because you don't want to have to rely on freshmen uh, if, you, if you don't have to.
3: And then, Peter, you obviously said about Goldwire probably going to stick with Louisville. Just where does Miami turn now on the defensive side of the ball?
14: Well, I I mean, as far as junior college, junior tackles, that's been the only guy that they've kind of been recruiting heavily right now just because, you know, they were locking in on him. Um, now, of course, they'll go after some guys who are potentially spring enroll—I mean, uh, May enrollees. Uh, but again, they're, they're going to be a little short there now on depth in the spring. Potentially, maybe pick up—you uh, know—we we could see them look at another high school guy. Uh, maybe pops up and emerges down the stretch. I—I I think it's kind of, you know, it's crucial for them to maybe look into a few other options because if you get Carson Silvera um, and, and you know, Chaffield the defensive end. Uh, but you get those guys along with the Rousseau. I mean, your, your front seven class isn't bad. But I, but you really, I think you need to add one more guy to the equation there. And and it's also going to be important to make sure they keep D J Johnson on the roster as well. You know, there's been he had left the team for a weekend, went back home, and all that. So there, there, you know, there has been a little bit of uh, you know smoke about him potentially looking elsewhere. So if you know he's gonna be another guy and they, they need to keep on the roster.
2: Yeah, that that would be a big loss. Um, you know, with DJ John I know I've been been hearing a little bit about that as well and, and it may have been a personal reason or whatever uh, the case was, but that would be tough considering he was he was kind of like your kind of like the same DJ Dallas, all you know, all pure hurricane. I mean, you know, it was all about Miami and so that would be a huge you know, huge loss if, if he did. Uh...
14: Yeah, yeah. He's he's very physically gifted. I mean, he he hasn't been dominant in practice or anything like that. But right. he does flash his. You know, he's a guy who, who was a track did track in in high school and he you know won a bunch of stuff at track at his size, which is crazy. And uh, you know, he he might just be one of those guys that takes a year or two to to really find you know where he's supposed to be. But as far as you know, defining how good he can be because he's. I think developing pass pass rush moves is a big part of his, you know, finding his success. Um, because I think he came in here a little raw in that aspect. He kind of was able to just use his pure athleticism in, in the high school level, and you know he was able to get it done with that. But at the college level, it's a little bit different. So I think he'll find his his groove eventually. But um, you know that'll be as, as as important as anyone to to get back here for Coach
3: Cool. And then Peter, I know the Canes just lost a guy, Josh Job. Well, where do the Canes turn now? I know they're fo- locking in on three guys. Just what's the latest on, on the three guys they're locking in on?
14: Well, look, starting with with Asante Samuel. first of all, I'll, I'll start with this. Miami, you know, they really they love their defensive pass class, regardless of what uh, happened with Josh Job. Um, and you know, if they weren't add anyone down the stretch here, they still feel like they're in good position. I don't necessarily – I think they would. They still need to add at least at least one more guy because people forget Javante Dean is still in there. I know the coaches are excited about his progress. Um, they think he'll be really ready to go. Remember, they, they're only going to play guys who can tackle at, that, at the corner spot, and Dean didn't come in physical enough. And it, it, remember, it took Mike Jackson a couple of years to find that, that group physically as well in the run game and, and just tackling – uh, and he finally found it this year, so that was good to see. Um, but I think Asante Samuel—he's definitely someone who's—I don't think he's very solid on his FSU commitment. I know that he's very interested in the Canes. He was very—he's been interested in the Canes, but Miami staff never really prioritized them um, because they had their their sights elsewhere at that position. But um, if you look at at what well, Samuel brings, he's a—he's a—you know—he's a smaller guy, but he's a cover cover corner. Uh, can play some nickel as well, uh, but he's a guy who I don't think any passes were even completed on him this year. Uh, so again, you know, you have him who's in the fold. Potentially, he is probably going to be taking a visit to Miami in January. Tyson Campbell remains that guy who's going to have a spot no matter what for the Canes. I mean, this is this is their this is the guy that they've really keyed in on a long time from American Heritage, and they're still in good position. Georgia, the other school to watch. Um and, and you know, Patrick Sertan remains a long shot. I look if Miami gets Chatfield, Silvera, and Campbell and and he would be, you know, the fourth guy potentially, that would I, the only way they're gonna get Sertan is by getting all three of those other guys, but I still think it's a long shot. I mean, he 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 would have to go on that visit with them and absolutely be blown away by Miami, you know, their presentation and what they have to offer. Um, but I, I still think from what I've heard, Miami's a good spot with Campbell.
3: And then Peter, I know, I know we're focusing on on this class. Just who, who are some of the guys that you're excited about that's coming into this class that are signing early with Miami?
14: Well, uh, you know, I, Gilbert Frierson, I would say DJ Ivy. These are two guys that, you know, especially if Mike J. Seems like it's is very possible right now. Um, you know, D Delaney's going to be gone. Mike Jackson, those were your two big physical corners this year, right? And what do, uh, what does Gilbert do? He brings length, physicality, DJ, smooth cover corner, you know, long arms. So these are guys that, you know, Gilbert's going to be coming in here already at 185, 190 pounds. Uh, and then Gilbert, you know, he's 175, I would say 170. Um, and, and he's going to need that weight room, both of them. Uh, this spring is going to be huge for them, so I think those guys can both have a big role uh, right away and I think we'll see them in the spring you know already show some flashes of what they can do um, and then again the offensive linemen those are always that's always the position that is good to get guys early uh, DJ scape will get in early uh, John Campbell will get in early because you got you can get those guys in the weight room and you know like Navon Donaldson he was able to start and he was a special talent he was a better talent than both of these guys but that's the type of, of, of work that, that they can get done, um, kind of shaping their body with with Coach Felder. Um, and then I think it goes without saying, Jaron Williams at the quarterback position. Getting him in early is is huge uh, because not only is he signing early, but he's enrolling early, and he can be thrown into that mix uh, in the quarterback uh, competition. You know, I don't I don't want to crown anyone, but uh, it's going to be good to have some 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 really some talented guys in that room. Uh, who can all you know i think down the line be be potential starters at at this level
2: well it's it's funny you mentioned it's money it's funny you mentioned d j Scaife and and Jaren Williams because number one with jaron williams i uh, just as as you alluded to i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he competes with Nikosi Perry and Malik Rozier next year. Uh, I just like his physicality. I like how big he is already coming in as a freshman, a lot bigger than what Nikosi was. When he came in as a freshman, I understand he's got to learn the playbook and he's got to, you know, he's got to kind of get on the same page with all his wide receivers with his whole entire team. Uh, but I like how big he is already coming in and and talking with with Eric. Uh, DJ Scape seems to be kind of like the steel of this uh, of this um, uh, recruiting class or maybe not the steel, but kind of what we're looking at possibly being one of the surprises from this recruiting class.
14: Yeah, so with so with Jaron Williams, I mean obviously his size like you mentioned is is important, but uh his accuracy and his decision making are are very, you know, big positives when it comes to what he brings to the table. I I think Nikosi Perry is probably a little bit more, you know, as far as arm talent and you know, his ability to move move around back there, probably a notch ahead. But Williams, like you said, does have the size advantage. Uh, as far as just you know ha- having muscle on him because Perry might be an inch, an inch or two taller than him um but again his his decision making is very good and he seems like a distributor of the football um which again if 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 you can do that with the talent sur- that's going to be surrounding him uh then then that's going to be a, a, a huge uh positive but I'm not counting Perry out of anything I think that he's t- definitely taken strides um he I think the weight was, was a big thing as well as him just, you know, I don't know if the, he had enough reps to be the starter uh, to come in and, and be the starter last year. Uh, so I think that's now going to start to materialize for him in the spring.
3: And then, Peter, I know most of this class is locked up and then the Canes are already – there's only going to have a couple guys left for the February signing period. Just, Who are some of the guys that the Canes are locking in on for next year's class that are already making waves on
14: Well, Tyreek Stevenson, I would say, definitely is someone at the top of my list uh, when it comes to 2019 prospects. Uh, I think that with the defensive back class coming in this year and potentially adding one or two more guys, they're going to want to add, you know, two maybe three more uh, for next year's class. I think probably the number would be would be three. Um, So you would look at Stevenson, you know, Josh Sanguinetti at that position, and then I'm sure other guys will emerge, um, you know, locally for sure. Um, so, so those are some guys off the top of my head. Um, you know, Kenny McIntosh at the running back spot, Frank Ladson, who's Tyreek Stevenson's teammate at South Dade. Um, so again, you're getting to that point now where you're trying to stack, you know, elite classes on top of elite classes. Uh, so it'll be important for Miami to follow up storm 18 with a class full of even more studs the following year.
3: And then Peter, this is my last question for you. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, we're not allowing Eric to ask you any more questions. You guys hang out too much already. You, you already know each other. This is it for Eric, all right, man? So, Peter, um, <laughs>
3: who, um, I know the Canes, they always find these, these type of guys that they evaluate later on in the process. I'm talking about the t- 2019 class right now. Who do you think can be that t- kind of guy that the Canes just sort of lock in on and just ultimately just throw all their marbles in for 2019?
14: For t- you, like a, like an under the radar guy. Yeah, like, you're an,
3: yeah like an under the radar guy that they just lock in before everybody else starts picking up on him.
14: Um, there's this receiver from Gables I've heard of. I don't know. I, I don't even know what his real name is. I think, yeah. but his nickname's is Tunk. And and do you know who I'm talking about, Eric? No, I have no I idea. I think he wore number 17 for them this year. No, I have no
3: Tunk. idea. But
14: to be anyways, our 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 good friend uh, Coach Duasso of the Nightmare Seven on Seven program has been talking about him a lot. And, uh, you look, they, they're going to need to add a couple receivers next class. And, again, this is how under the radar the kid is. I don't even know his real name. So we have to find that out, receiver from Coral Gables.
2: Quick, Peter, before we let you go, um, and I know we kind of uh, spoke about this a little bit, but who can you see uh, that maybe is either <clears throat> excuse me, signing, signing now or, or even in, uh, at the uh, National Signing Day over in February? Who do you see making, you know, big impact as a freshman right off the bat here?
14: Uh, I'll go with Mark Pope, that receiver, who, you know, he's going to be signing tomorrow. Uh, I'm still un- unsure if he's going to be able to enroll early, but uh, I think he comes in right away and he makes an impact on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of targets up for grabs now. Braxton Barrios gone, uh, you know, Chris Herndon at, at the tight end position, um, so there's going to be room for a, a couple receivers to step up, and obviously guys who are on the team this year just have more prominent roles. And Amon Richards will come back, so there's a whole bunch of things in the mix. But I mean, you're talking about potential of having real speed lined up across the field with Amon Richards, with Pope, with Harley, with Thomas. I mean, you can just go down the list, and it's and it's scary.
2: So I know we had so a couple years back, we've had we've had kids like D.J. Dallas, like D.J. Johnson. Uh, you know, be like the ambassadors, right, for the twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen class. Who do you see being that 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 ambassador for twenty nineteen?
1: Oh
14: man, that's I, a tough I mean, one, right? Maybe Diam- Diamante Howard potentially from okay. Southridge. Um, you know, I think he might be a guy. uh But so, you know, that that's something that will emerge over time. You know that. That That someone kind of just sees it, that it was Lorenzo Lingard this year, um, so that I think that'll just emerge over time it's tough it 's tough to say this early on across us
2: gotcha well peter I, w- I want to thank you for coming on man we 're all excited for for tomorrow for the next couple of days. see what transpires, and uh, you know we look forward to, to having you on the show again, maybe sometime uh, during next year. And uh, maybe for uh, for National Signing Day, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you a lot. Thank you for letting me borrow Eric every once in a while, man. He's he's awesome. He's really good. So you got a good one no, here with Eric, man. No
14: problem, man. No problem, man. Anytime.
2: Thank you, buddy. Take care. That was uh, Mr. Peter Rees from Kane's Insight and uh, and the uh, Out the Huddle, man, as well. For all of you who don't know, um, when we come back, I know Eric uh, wanted to talk to me about a little. Uh, insider insider news that maybe we might want to talk about when we come back on on one of these recruits that may be possibly signing tomorrow early early that'll be interesting that'll be fun we'll be uh, we'll be back on the uh, on the weekly sports drop but they say, they say you got to wake up sometimes A rhyme's
15: so bright got i'm thinking it's sunshine i knock them out spitting and punchlines lines because ain't a second to waste every moment is crunch time they bump rhymes i knock them out the park Vampire gets lonely after dark. I'm searching for blood now, searching for love. It's hard to keep moving when you're stuck in the mud. Silly stoner and a sucker for love. I'm done with these girls that be up in the club. So give me raw papers and a bucket of bud, And I forget the beautiful girl I'm in love with. At least for tonight. At least till I'm no longer high as a kite. She said she would, now she won't and she can't. But I ain't got time to waste. So I'm still dreaming. Don't wake me up It's like I'm living inception, cause my perception, it lacks perspective. And then selection, it lacks direction, cause my perfection lacks mass attention. Past the doubts, past second guessing, past the stressing, I'm past the questions. Past getting looked over for lack of mention, the past getting treated like last night's erection. But it's okay, they love me in the morning. When they drunk, all they high, all they zoning. Most MCs leave me yawning, so I think I found my calling. It's getting louder as the days go. Working on my soul, trying to get this halo. Trying to get the flicks, backing up the pace So my homie's like, you doing it, yet? Yeah. If, so. if you say so so oh, don't wake me up Don't wake me up But I'm still dreaming. This one for the
6: reasons. This one for the reasons. for the. Reasons. Oh,
7: Try to and around If nigga disrespect me, I'm going in my bag If you let me get that 40, then that that's your ass I might just call my nigga Flea,
16: boy, come roll that gas
7: I name my label TML, cause bitch, I'm about that cash You know a nigga saving up, I might go cop a jab Every time I'm in the booth, you know it in this past She found out the nigga, dropping, and then she let me smash I hate with hitters, gorillas, yeah, them thugs Coming down your block. You know.
17: That's the reason my shoes is bleeding. My nigga is on gold. Do your ass decent. No, we ain't Indians, yeah, we stay chief It's a TMM party just for no reason. All you pussies in this bro boy, you look anemic. Yeah, you know we buy that money, yeah. I'll never, never in my life. I'm just trying to go in real nice. Slip and slide into that. You already know what's right. Like the price. Is. fly high like a kite. Again. Put a gun out if you don't act right. You a gun out if you don't
6: Show me love, hey, show me love, hey, hey, show me love. show me love, hey, show me love, hey, got the keys, put the pedal to the metal, hey, 600k, best believe I'm in it now, hey, got this shit on line. hey, got this shit on I this shit on lot, hey, I got this shit on lot. Hey, this what the G told me, he, told me. he don't scratch my love, no, no. sneakers that's my jello, my we just don't know better, no. look at all these hoes, Damn. all this jewelry, hey. yeah they all on me, hey. call me 23, hey. cause I'm ballin', yeah I'm ballin' like I'm jowlin', Draw. money keep on callin', yeah I'm falling in love, I keep swerving, Y'all ain't in my lane, uh, y'all just learning. Hey. Y'all some second grade, and yeah. uh, shout out to my team. My team. They gon' hold me down. Thousand yeah. dollar jeans, yeah, look like hand me downs. Hey moving side to side side to side, side, to side. Hey. If, if she ride or die let me slide inside hey. i need drugs, I need, drugs. I, need I, need I need love i need strippers on me dancing hey. in the club show me, show me love show me love show me love show me love when you see me cause i need to feel the buzz Got this in Lock, got this in Sean Lock, yeah these snips me love and they on my job Got this shit Sean Lock, got this in Sean Lock, yeah these snips me love and they on my job Got this shit on Lock, I got the juice like paw, come from a
12: different
11: clock Can I duplicate me cause I'm out of stock, yeah boy I'm out the bar. Oh, I'm just tryna fall, me my team and I'm my dog
12: you hear me, you hear me, you hear me, you don't have to feel me. I'm trying to make me a it and it I better steal Got no paper, mama, no tearing, but I be selling you. niggas. I'm just stacking my fingers, young Jojo, he be the realest. Yeah, I had to kill this. My style, yeah, they steal it. They know I got the antidote, they calling me a chemist. I'ma cash another check like today. Shout out
2: that's a banger right there, huh? That's not a bad beat either. I like that beat. I, you know, I don't know about the lyrics too much, but I like the beat, so I'm good with that. We are back on the weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Jazz Santana. I'm joined live in studio with man. You know, you know him because he's always on the show with me every Friday night. Today, we decided to do a little bit different, right? We flipped the script a little bit. We went on on a Tuesday. We had to. It's early signing day, period. We're all excited about it. We got some, some... some we got the realest Canes commits, and, I, yep. and I'm doing that with all pun intended because we got someone uh, coming up now in about a minute uh, that I really want to talk to, uh, one of the, um, I want to say one of the biggest Canes recruits for this class yep. as well, so I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, but we've got some insider news that I think Eric wants to share that I think it's huge for all you big Canes fans out there that kind of wanted to get some information on some guys that are signing early, some guys that maybe weren't signing early. Now we got some news for you. Tell them, Eric, what's going so, on.
3: You guys wanted me to tell you about the trenches. So what I'm hearing that's developing in the latest hours that offensive lineman Cleveland Reed, it's looking more likely that he will sign early with Miami. They're, they're discussing it now with his that's family. That's big. That's trenches. But that's, that's a huge. That's huge. He he was like he was. I was told that he th- there's some rumors about Oklahoma. I don't know if Oklahoma. It was more of North Carolina. I know they had a bad year, but. There's have always been a school that he's liked, but they, Miami's always he, he's always been 100%. North Carolina, there's no threat involved. Like he's gonna be a cane in my opinion, no matter what. But getting him to sign early would be a big thing, and that that's looking like the latest development right now that he might sign early, and we'll, we'll find out later tonight if he really does when he announces it.
2: Nice. I mean, I mean, I saw that. You know, he has that picture of him with the jersey with the hammer, with the uh, uh, the hit stick. Right? What we call a hit stick, there's a picture of him holding the hit stick. Yeah, and, and a, a a I funny said, this thing, guy can't be a funny thing be, about
3: cannot. him. I remember I interviewed him at the opening in Orlando and I know Florida was Florida was the big time favorite because he's always he's visited Florida like ten times. And I remember I, I interviewed him and he told me he was gonna visit Miami that the weekend after the opening to so the week after. And he goes to me, he's like, I go so so if you start visiting Miami more and more like you visited Florida, could you could you potentially like Miami more. He's like, yeah, of course. A week later, I a week later he visits, and I'm told he's 100% gonna be a Miami Hurricane. It's the power of the Kings, baby. Uh, it's already the that. That's what I have noticed about the recruiting visits. When the kids get on campus for the first time, yeah, they, they just get blown away by just how the staff recruits and just how how they just bring
2: everybody together. And I know they talk about it a lot and they say it a lot, Paradise. But this is really Paradise. It I is. mean, you I mean you come here and you experience everything, and this is it's not. This is not just, and so you understand for you recruits, this is not just paradise because you're on your official visit. And this is on how Miami it Beach is and... all the time. This is how it is all the time. Talking about that, all right, now I'm a huge fan because I've, I've been to Atlanta a couple times. I love the Atlanta area. I love the Marietta, Alpharetta area. I know it's a little north of there, but I love that area. But I, I, you know what I love even more? When those boys come down and they represent down here, all right? And that kind of leads me into our next guest, We have, um, I want to call him an athlete. He's an athlete is what he is. is. He's an athlete. We're talking about Realis George, fullback, athlete. D-tackle like he told me. Anything you want, any bulldozer, whatever you want to call him. Here he is from Pace Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. Realis George on the line with us. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Thanks for coming on.
18: Yeah, no problem. How y'all doing? Everything's Beautiful. good.
2: Doing good, man. Doing good. Do you like that? Do you like to be called an athlete better than, you know, one specific thing? Running back, fullback, linebacker, D-tackle. Yeah. You're an athlete, man.
18: Yeah. Yeah, I like it because, I mean, I, that's what I think I am. An, an athlete who can play multiple positions and not just... I'm not just a fullback or a running back or a D-end or a linebacker. You know, I, I play them all and I play them all pretty well. So,
2: well, I like I, athlete way better. You know, I want to tell you, you know... uh obviously we follow recruiting, Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm with, uh, with, uh, you know, speaking with Eric a lot, all all the time. And, and we, when, when, Mm -hmm. when your name came up, you know, at first I was like, all right, we're, we're, we need a fullback. We need, you know, we need something. But then I saw the videos and I saw the highlights and I said, this guy can do it all. I mean, he's that athletic where not only can he play fullback, but he can play on the opposite side of the ball as, as he can line up, uh-huh. You know, uh, in the three-point stance, he can line up as a linebacker, uh, and you've got you've got that athleticism. So I'm really excited to have you uh, be a part of this Miami Hurricane class. Talk to me a little bit about what your recruiting process was like.
18: Well, uh, freshman year, I, I started at a uh, well. I came into my high school as a fullback and a tight end and a defense end. But like uh, our starter running back, he wasn't that well. He wasn't that good. So, uh, my coach, like, later in the season, like the last four games, he put me at running back finally, and I had a big, big end of the year as a freshman, Then I picked up offer from, uh, Virginia and also Boston College at running back. And then sophomore year, it kind of, like, slowed down because I only played, I only played fullback. I only played fullback. We won the championship, but I only played fullback, and it was my first year, really just playing fullback on one side of the ball. And, uh... Junior year, obviously, I started at middle linebacker, and I played running back and fullback. And my recruitment started to pick up a little bit more. Senior, year, I had a big year, obviously, and a lot of schools were interested in me at like four or five different positions. So uh, it's been a long ride, and I'm just glad to be a part of the Kane fan.
2: Well, I mean, the truth is, it's, it's you know, and, and it's not a knock on the position at all, but it's it's hard to get noticed as just just a fullback. And I'm I can't sorry,
18: I can I can't hear you right now.
2: You can't hear me. What about? No. Hello. Yep. Can you, can you hear us now? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I know it's I know it's tough. You know, it's it's not an ideal situation to be in uh, to be recruited as just a fullback. I I, I know that's tough. So. Uh, you know, making that transition, uh-huh. making that transition, I'm sure uh-huh. was 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 a, a bit of a a bit of a blessing, a bit of a, a sigh of relief for you to be able to 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 show what you can really do out there on the football field. So, in talking about that, what 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 really made you? So, when did Miami come into the picture?
18: Well, I was talking to uh, Coach Rick, Mark Rick. I was talking to John Rick in the spring before anybody like at Miami. He was my first contact with Miami and. He reached out to me and it was like, like it's him. And he was trying to get me to come to a camp. But I had a lot going on. Like my uh, grandfather passed and all that type of stuff. So I wasn't doing any camps, which I had planned on going to. And uh, we kind of just stopped talking and stuff. Got and then, I don't know, like at the end of my season, like my, before my first playoff game or something, they uh, contact, contacted me again, Coach Brown. And uh, Coach Brown called my coach my office coordinator and my head coach and let them know that they wanted to offer me and stuff. So that was, that's how that okay. happened.
2: Is that, is that when you decided you wanted to pull the trigger and, and commit to the Canes?
18: Uh, yeah. When they offered me, I pretty much knew I was going to commit. I mean, i committed like, right after the visit, but I, I wanted to the visit knowing I was going to be a cane. Cause uh, I just waited till my season was over. Like, um, I promised my, coach, my head coach, Coach Slade, that I would focus on the, this season, that, this uh, my senior season, and we haven't quite yet had a senior yet. We had a uh, playoff game, and once we lost the first round, I, I knew right then I was going to commit to uh, Miami.
2: what what is it about the Miami Hurricanes that, you know, made you not only want to commit, but be a part? I mean, this is a special class, you know. What is it that made you want to be a part of this class? What is it that made you want to come down to Miami and be a part of this uh, of the Miami Hurricanes?
18: Well, just the tradition of Miami and the, the history and uh, the brotherhood that the team has right now, and that Mark Rick, Coach Brown, and the whole coaching staff just creates. Like, I mean, before I uh, committed, I knew little about it, but I knew I knew little about the team like today, this year's team, but I knew about Miami's history, and I knew, of Coach uh, Rick's history, and I knew, like, a lot of those coaches, like, w- before they got to Miami, and I knew they were a bunch of great guys, and I knew a couple of commits already, like Lorenzo and Brevin and all them. Like, those those guys were, like, I was close with them already, and I kind of talked to them before I committed, and they, it, like, assured me that uh, everything is going in the right direction, and once I got to talk to Coach Rick on the phone and Coach Brown, uh, I felt safe and happy with my
3: decision. So, so Rialis, I know we I know you just visited Miami. Just, we just run down just how, how the visit went. I know I saw all the pictures of you guys, and I saw the, how you guys were in the visit. Just talk about how good the visit was, and how how the visit was great to get all all your future teammates together.
18: Well, okay, the visit was real good. I mean, it was more. of, It was a little football, but it was more. of like family thing getting to know each other like um we all got this meet each other families hang out with the coaches like spend time with each other at the hotel at the beach a little bit just you know just get to hang out with each other and figure out who's like like how people are and get to meet people's moms and stuff and you know just see other people's personalities it was it was real good to you know get a little get familiar with each other before we actually, get, you know, get to school together, which is good. in any, any program, I think they all should do it. And um, no, go ahead. by being so many recruits and how well we got along, I think it was great. Like, we hung out with the players that's already there now, like uh, DJ Dallas and all those cats. And uh, we got to hung out with them, hang out with them. And once we hung out with them, it felt like we were already on a team. They treated us like we were a part of the team already and like we were already going to play in a bowl and orange bowl with them. So... I just think that's great how uh how Miami uh stick together and treat the incoming recruits like uh brothers already.
3: And then Realis, I know who 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 was um your host for, for the visit? Sorry? Who was your host for the visit? Was it DJ Dallas? Oh
18: no, DJ was not my host. Sha- uh Shaq was.
3: Oh so so Shakil Corbin, just talk about talk about what was like bonding with him during the visit.
18: Uh, it was cool. I mean, he was a real good, cool guy to talk to. He really let me know how Miami was, like, and how the coaches were. Like, once you get there, how everything was once you get there, how everything is what it is. Like, you come on a visit, that's what you're going to get when you get there, too. And, uh, I mean, it was just cool getting his uh, perspective because he's such a active leader on the team and player right now. So, I think uh, they did a real good job tearing us with people. And he wasn't – he was my uh host but we all hung out together. Like I got to hang out with DJ, um uh, Travis Homer. Uh I got to hang out with a lot of a lot of the cats, you know. And uh we had a good time.
3: Oh and then DJ oh excuse me, see I, I got all the names Victor. Realis. Um <laughs> what I know you I know you most of the class is committed and most of them will be signing early tomorrow or or Thursday. Just who are some of the guys that you got to sort of recruiting to bring along to the Storm eighteen class that will be signing in February?
18: Um, uh, some of the guys that we are recruiting to come play with us, uh, Sante Samuels, obviously, obviously, uh, Marquez as a receiver from, uh, Georgia also, uh, Patrick, you know, Stratan, uh, Tyson Campbell. Those are the biggest, the biggest guys who I've been trying to, you know, get into uh, a storm 18 myself. Uh, it may be a couple other kids, but those are the big four that we talk about a
3: lot. And then you mentioned Marquez Azar. I know, I know you're, you're – I've, I've heard that you're very good friends with him and you've known him for a while. Just wh- where do you think that Miami stands with him and h- how good of a chance do you think Miami has in having him having him sign with this class?
18: Honestly, uh, Marquez, he's – we have a real good chance with him. Uh, uh, it's funny because we asked him the same thing this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he likes Miami a lot. He's just really never been, like, on a visit in the, on campus like that. I think once we, he gets on campus, I think he'll love it and he'll be ready to make his decision. Also, um, like, I think we might be his number one. He hasn't really told me, but I know we're his top three. But we might be his number one also. He just hasn't really told me that. But uh, I I definitely think we have a, a big chance, a huge chance with him with everything that's going on with a, a, a couple of his other favorite schools. But, uh, yeah, we have a good chance with him right now.
2: Yeah, here hear he's uh... – I hear he's looking at Ole Miss a little bit as well, so um I, I'm thinking it's 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 a it's a Keynes and Ole Miss battle there. And uh maybe you can give him a call or maybe- uh
18: I think you know he was I think uh he you know he was committed to Florida State and I think right. with Jimbo leaving and Taggart coming and there's some rumors that our receiver Coach Dugan is gonna to go to Florida State, which is not true at all. Uh, coach Dugan's sure that he will stay in Miami. And uh uh once Quez like realizes that, I think he'll he come on to Miami because Ole Miss, Florida State, Oregon, or the other schools that he like, but I think Miami I th- is I th- uh, the best fit.
2: I think that's going to be situation great. for him. I think that's going to be great for him for for Coach Dugan to stay on board and 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 kind of uh you know uh, mold him into into that that type of wide receiver that we want here at at, at Miami. So I'm excited about that, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we mm-hmm. let you go, before we let you go, are you, uh, are you an early enrollee or will you be starting in the summer as well?
18: I will be starting in the summer because of my school, private school rules
2: in Georgia. Right, okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, we're excited to have you here. Uh, we're excited for you to be a part of, of this class. We're looking forward to, uh, mm-hmm. to you uh, knocking some fools out on, <laughs> on, the, uh, on the field. Thank so you. we're really excited about that, man. Thank you for coming on.
18: I'm excited too.
3: You have a go- you have a go, on, Thank you for coming on.
18: You too.
2: All right, buddy, go Canes.
18: All right, yeah, go Canes. <laughs>
2: Take care. That was awesome. We had some uh, some breaking news More there, breaking right? News. Ron Dugans is not going anywhere. The Donk is staying at Miami. And All right. That's huge the Donk is staying at that's Miami. That's huge
3: for some i 29- It's not really big for the 2018 kids because. They're all signing early tomorrow. Right, right. It's huge for for guys like Frank Ladson, Breon Fuller, a guy like J- Jeremiah Payton over there at Fletcher High School and over there by the Orlando, who's a really top recruit for Miami. So that's definitely a huge thing that he just broke down for us.
2: I like that, I, I like that kid, Breon Fuller, too. I really drop. like I, I like him a lot. I know, you know. Although Ladson had been committed to Florida for quite some time, I mean it was pretty apparent that he was—he no, I, I, I was a big Canes guy I, I for a while. Big Canes from guy, kid, that I, yeah.
3: from a source that I knew that's connected with both him and Tyreek Stevenson. I knew that Miami was locking on both of them. I, I don't know
2: how much longer we wait or how much longer he will wait to pull the trigger and commit, but I can see that coming real soon. Frank, at least Frank Ladson, maybe Tyreek. You know. We'll wait a little bit, but who know? I mean, you probably know better than I do on that. I mean, I can see Latson pulling the trigger real, real soon.
3: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. I know there's a lot of schools involved, but like Clemson just offered both of them late. Clemson literally just offered both of them last week, and I, I knew that a couple. I knew that yeah. like an hour or two before they. they it's kind of hard to pass that.
2: up Clemson, right?
3: I mean, it's kind of far. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's Clemson.
2: Yeah, reigning national champs. So
3: two-time reigning. Yeah, just two. dropping inside news. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, he you know he's uh, he's also telekinetic and he sees into the future. Just so <laughs> you guys know. 18 year old and he's got he's got it all lo- locked down already, man. <laughs> when we come back uh, we will try to get uh, Greg? Yeah, Greg? Greg Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau from uh Champagne. We'll Jeez, Champagne. I was we'll going to say Champagne from Champagne. as finest Champagne, baby. When we come back on a weekly sports drop.
16: Cuz you know I'm still with the same the same one. Back
12: when I was in efficiencies, and you told me you believed in me, I think I found me a clean freak. Never wanna do it twice on the same sheet. Book them short flights, that'll last a lifetime. And even though it's just a moment, it replays in your mind. But that first name tatted, plus Cause you Louis Gucci flattered And you make your own money, but your own formatic. And I know I'm hot-headed, I know I get jealous, I know I act hard, I know you need affection, they'll treat you like a lady. Still open up your door, plus that chemistry, amazing connection, connects both, right? Same one, show it off, but save some for me. Same one, and then score me with your loyalty. And it's crazy how I feel, but if it ain't crazy, then you know it and ain't real. You know
1: Top getting peeled pill- You know I got the juice, no Paul Pierce but I'm the truth If you ain't on that money route, then I'm throwing up the deuce All these diamonds on me ill, baby, you might catch the flu All these get old but the money stay new i so real, I gotta stay away from face Like Betty Crocker, man, you know I love that cake No time for hoes, I ain't really tryna date Cause I'm rapping 38. I'm just tryna win, I'm tryna be at the top Top Always on the grind and I'm never
2: We are back here on the weekly sports drive This is fresh kid like steady watch I don't know half these songs, but I like them. That's all right though, we bump them. I know this is the good thing about this radio, you know, this station here is is we got music. We don't have uh we don't have commercials, we just got straight up music that you guys can bump to while we while we go do what Eric Eric has drank like two gallons of water. He keeps getting up to go to the bathroom. I don't know what's going on with the kid, man. But, you know, whatever whatever it takes. He's bringing, he's bringing the knowledge today. We've got some great guests. Again, this is a weekly sports job. I'm your host, Jazz Santana, in studio with Eric Marrero from Cane's Insight. We are on the campus of Mary Brick. I'm sorry. We are on the campus. I do it all the time, man. We're on the campus of Miami Media School here in Mary Brickle Village in downtown Miami. And we've had a really good show, man. I'm excited. We've got some insider news. We've, we've talked to um, some really great people with uh, Andrew Ivins coming on, Peter Ariz, uh, Realis George. We just got off the phone with Realis now. And we are going to turn to uh, another big boy, another trench guy, right?
3: Really big guy.
2: State champion? Yep. State champ. State champ. We're talking about defensive lineman slash linebacker slash do whatever, whatever you want to do. You want to whatever play, you man. want to play, Greg, you got it. This is Greg Rousseau joining us here live on the show on the weekly sports drop. How you doing, Greg? How's it going, brother?
19: I'm doing good. I'm doing real good.
2: Awesome, man. You want to play quarterback? You can play quarterback too if you want, man. Whatever you want to you do. Play wide receiver
3: too. I saw him play at the,
2: the That's right. They, they, you did play a little wide receiver too. I remember that. All right. All yeah. Right. Mister, do it all. All right. I like that. I like that. Again, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we're talking about. You know, this is huge. This is early signing day period uh, coming up starting tomorrow. Uh, are you guys doing anything special over there at Champagnat for, for early signing day?
19: Yeah, we're, we're having like a ceremony for it.
2: Okay. What about time? 10.30. At what time?
19: Um, like, like
2: 10.30. Okay, cool. You guys got any other guys that are, are you're going to sit down with? I mean, the only one that really matters is you. You're going to be a cane. I don't so know that's about that. We- Donovan George no, I- He's pretty good, too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but we only care about the canes around here sometimes, man. FIU, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit, uh, Greg. How um, you know how this whole recruiting process has been for you, man?
19: It's been cool. I like a couple other schools involved early, like LSU and USC. But then, like, I seen what Miami was putting together. I talked to Coach Rick a couple times. I saw that I was just like the place to be. Like, we can really do something.
2: That's awesome. What? What ultimately? What ultimately led you to to commit to Miami? What was uh, kind of like the uh, the kicker?
19: Um, I mean, it was a lot of things going. It's like me having a great relationship with Coach Cool, Coach Banda, Coach Diaz, um, Coach Rick too. Um, me just loving the campus and like getting to getting to know that other kids like committed that I'm gonna be playing with. Cause I play like four to five with kids like German and Paul Wiggins. Stuff like that, so I know most of the kids who are going to Miami. Like I know them pretty well, so I, I'm I know I'll be comfortable there, like in the locker room, you know.
3: And then Greg, I know you guys just had your big official visit weekend with most of the commits on campus. Just talk about how the visit went. Just what was the experience like?
19: I mean, it was great. It was great. Like the recruiting points that make were like, like the weight room, how it really will change your body and stuff like that. We got to spend time with the coaches. We got to spend time with like fellow players
2: and stuff like that. It was it was awesome. Greg, let me ask you a question. I mean, aside from recruiting, look, I, I when I was in high school, I, I went to South Miami <clears throat> senior high. So I won a state championship but on the baseball side, right? We're the only team to, to yeah. ever win a state championship in my high school. What is that feeling? How did it feel to win that to win that game? How did it feel after, during the game? What was what was the feeling?
19: It was great, especially after the game because all of the hard work for like two two years finally came to the system and probably finally got the food to our labor. Like it was just, it was a great moment.
2: I I mean I, I know I didn't I, I know I didn't go to class after I won the state title but don't do the same thing, man. Don't repeat what I did, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I got you.
3: Uh-huh. And uh, Greg, I know after the state title, Miami got a commitment from your teammate Mark Brick. Just talk to me about what what type of player is Miami getting in a guy like Mark?
19: And a guy like
3: who? And and a guy like Mark, your teammate Mark Britt.
19: Oh, um, Mark Britt's really a great player. He's a really hard worker. He's fast. He's long. He's super athletic. Like right? one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my life. Like he's also really a good person. I think he's going to be a great fit, like for Miami. He's be like a great team player.
3: And then Greg, I know, I know you guys are you guys have most of this class locked up and stuff. Just who are some of the guys that you're sort of recruiting? In 2018, 2019, 2020, who are some of the guys that you're trying to get to come to Miami with you?
19: I mean, probably just probably just Mark brick who's trying to tell us to stay, stay committed and stuff like that. But everybody else, they're already committed. You know, like the 2018
4: kids,
2: I like that. Okay, good. I mean, look, listen. All we need is for you guys to to come in, and obviously, you'll be signing tomorrow. Are you? Uh, well, I don't know how private schools work down here. Are you an early enrollee as well, or you will be starting in the summer?
19: I'm early enrollee.
2: Okay, so you'll be here in uh, in January. Yeah. Awesome, man. What what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, what what is the draw? What is it about the Hurricanes that 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 you're most excited about? Uh, what are you looking forward to when you step on campus?
19: Just, just starting to work with the coaches and stuff, and it's getting bigger, stronger, faster, and also getting a great degree, too.
3: And then, Greg, I know, I know you guys are, are coming into the way just talk about the – I know that everybody's talking about the off-season programs and, and the conditioning program. Just talk to me about what it's going to be like being in that conditioning program with Coach Felder.
19: I mean, it's gonna be great. It's really—I mean—used to college, like before the season and stuff like that. So I'll just be ready for it when the season comes around. I'll be more prepared.
2: And you, um, so let me ask you a question, uh, Greg. In, res- in regards to your recruiting process, what, um, what was it? Lo- what was it that—that that I guess that the coaches told you that you'd be coming in and and, and, and doing right away here.
19: What is it that the coaches what?
2: What is it that the, that the coach has kind of told you, hey, you're going to come in and, and you're going to do what? Are you, are you, are you going to go ahead and, and just get right into it? Is there, is there something in general that, that kind of swayed you to to, 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 really, you know, to really become a Miami Hurricane?
4: Uh,
19: no, not really. They didn't say I'm going to come in and do anything, but I know from my standards I would come in and work hard and just be the best that I can be.
2: Awesome. So what's, so, now, so now that you're going to be an early enrollee, uh, is there, is there any, um, I guess anything that you would be, that you're looking, looking forward to doing in January here? I mean, it's a little bit different right now when you, when you enroll in January, so there's no more prom or anything like that. Do you get to go, oh, to, you, go to you get, you get, you still get to go to prom. Look at the things that I'm thinking about, yeah, Greg, the, about if you're going to go to prom and party and stuff, Jeez, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like you
19: still get to go to prom and stuff. It's, it's pretty Yeah. Like they're, they're pretty lenient with that.
2: And then Greg, I
3: know, I know you guys just had the visit. Just tell me one thing about the visit—the the, something that the fans don't know about. Just what, what was it? What, what was one thing from the visit that you guys took away from? What was what? What one thing from the visit that the fans? I know you can't say much about the visit. Just what was one thing that that you guys did on the visit that the, that the fans really don't know about that goes on with the official visits?
19: I mean, we went to eat at South Beach. That was like that was like the best part to me.
2: What, what did you eat, man?
19: like lobsters, and, <laughs> and stuff
2: like that. That's not fair. We don't get to eat that stuff here.
19: Why'd yeah, you, I know. I <laughs> do. <why'd you?
2: laughs> Look, man, I you know, we're we're excited to have you here as part of the uh, 2018 class. We're really we're really looking forward to to seeing you to seeing you do some big things here, man.
3: And then, yeah, and then Greg, um what what's your one message? I know you got I know you're going to be enrolling early, so there's not going to be much contact with you from the coaching side, and they're not really going to let you talk much until until they get you more on the field. Just, what, what's your one message to Canes fans before you sign tomorrow?
19: Just, just keep, just wait for next season, and we got great things coming. Awesome, man.
2: Greg, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, man. I truly appreciate it. Looking forward to you uh, no rolling early. All right, thank you. See thank you, you tomorrow, tomorrow bro. 100. All right, thanks. buddy. Good luck. All right, thanks. Yeah, I was, I was totally out of it with that one. Sean kept coming in. And, the 6'6 and
3: six, six beast is going to be on campus finally in six, a couple weeks. Well, he's 6'6. Six, six. Oh, he's 6'6. Six, six. He's 6'6. Six, six. Like 220. Jesus, that's a beast. He's going to be
2: playing defensive end,
3: right? He can play anything, honestly. Yeah, but he's, well, he's, he's pro- going to play like defensive He projects as a line- defensive yeah, end. Yeah, linebacker. I mean, uh, that's going to be interesting. Imagine if he was an old lineman. That would have been crazy.
2: Well, he's going to have to put on Obviously, a like lot of weight.
3: 200 pounds, but, like, imagine he was, like, six, whole six <laughs> lineman coming Jeez. to you. Out. I was like, wow.
2: So, now, as a defensive end, what do you got to put on? Maybe, like, 40 pounds, 260, 270. I mean, that, as I mean they're
3: not going to make him, like, like, how Golden
2: made Chickalo they're, no, yeah, they're
3: not going to make how Chickalo always used to say, like, all I guess over. if
2: he's at 250 and he's that big, and he's probably going to be all just full he's of gonna muscle. He's going to be ripped. Jesus, he's going to be a monster. I can, I, like, I've been watching him play. Like, he's, he
3: has, like, you can tell, like, wide receiver. He was good at wide receiver, but you could tell, like he was going to be really good at, like, a linebacker, like, defensive spot because he can just move, like, get off the
2: edge really fast and stuff. I've seen him play a couple times this year. So he's probably going to be more along the mold of that, that, rush, that rush linebacker, right? Oh, that he's going to be yeah. – I think they can put him outside, outside linebacker. He can even play some corner, to be honest with you. Like, honestly, yeah. like corner safety. Well, if someone wants to throw out a tight end, he probably covered the tight ends real well he well. He would. That's going to be huge because this team – I mean, obviously our linebackers are great – but if you can put together, if you could put out there a guy that's six six to cover a guy that's an, another six five six six guy and run with him or run even better with him, that I mean that's going to be huge for this defense. You know, Manny Diaz is going to put together some packages. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm like saying. Like you get yeah, like there, there's awesome. not many
3: guys that you get from down here, especially that are six six and can move like how he moves. He's like a, he, he reminds me like basketball tournament, like a Porzingis, Jeez.
9: like the way he
2: moves. I'm excited to watch him play. I really am. So that's good. I mean, I'm glad. Uh, we're gonna get blue and we're gonna get DJ, right? So coming up in like in, in like thirty minutes,
3: yeah, blue in and thirty minutes. But we'll just talk 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 about. We're gonna talk about positions. Yes. We'll do position breakdowns about every single position with the Canes, and after the break, awesome.
2: Yeah, we're gonna do that, and and then we'll get on DJ Ivy as well, who I think is probably people the, don't realize the how real steel. The yeah, real I mean, steel. he is he's probably one of the best cornerbacks in this class. Period. Not only for the Canes, but just. How many do just in college football.
3: He's the best one we
2: have in the class. Yeah, you would say so, yeah. huh? DJ Ivy and uh, Larry Blustein coming up next. Weekly Sports Drop. Team of six and Lily Cove. Eight matches, but I'm still in Lily Cove.
20: Yeah. Eat the league, but I'm still in Lily Cove. Whoosh. Young, looking about the green like Emerald. Boy, boy. young, looking about the green like Emerald. Boy. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove. City. Lily, Cove. Uh, Lily Cove City. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove. Lily Cove City. Lily Cove City.
4: Lily Cove City. Lily Cove. Lily Cove City, Lily Cove City, Lily Cove City, Lily Cove. I'll be chilling in the Cove, got a team of six, and they all on gold. Yeah, I'm looking about the green like Emerald. Yeah, I'm looking about the
20: green like Emerald. I'll be chilling in the Cove, got a team of six, and they all on gold. The double getting a green like Emerald. The double getting a green like Emerald. The
13: leak toy, yeah, the leak Cove, yeah. The leak toy, yeah, the leak Cove, yeah. The leak toy, yeah, the leak Cove, yeah. Te dedico, te
16: That nigga flee boy can roll that gas.
17: Just trying to go
0: in.
13: Do this unless you say it's on my face Why these niggas didn't know the deal Ooh. I just came back and I popped another deal And meal. I'm saying why? She wanna know just where I live Take her to the crib and I was your one to be I gotta set the record straight I'm just trying to eat on why these women got away I wanna take it. On she wanna know what's on my mind. I'm just on a hold I ain't even got the time. I gotta set the record straight. No, I gotta know it. Got a lot that's on my plate. I don't even wanna know. I don't wanna know you dirty every night. Why the niggas on it? I'm just bitching my morning I'm just here with my heart know just where I live, take it to the crib and I will show where I to gotta set the record straight, I'm just trying to eat all of the way I wanna take it to my back put a couple racks in the city on the
9: Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 20222 What what, What is WMUR? Ooh yeah. And
0: worldwide. Miami
15: Underground Radio dot com. 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 You you gotta get used to that. that You ain't comfortable
0: with that. Ain't comfortable with that.
2: Idea. What this is this is awesome. I don't care. Who cares? This is the weekly. <laughs> it's a weekly sports job here on the campus of Miami Media School. I am joined by Eric Marrero from Kane's Insight. This is your host Jazz Santana. Thank you guys for joining us. This segment we're gonna kind of uh, go into some Q and A a little bit since we got a little bit of time before we bring on Larry Bluestein and um, talk position, and DJ talk, Ivy. Talk so position talk as well. Yeah, we'll run down. We'll run down with. With um, excuse me. With Larry, we'll run down some uh, position by position recruiting breakdowns. Uh, what he sees out there. I mean, he's out there every single day covering recruiting, uh, from a sleeper level all the way to a five star level. So we're really excited to yeah. bring him on the show. Uh, but first, I know we've got a couple of questions from some some of the people on Twitter, and on Facebook Twitter, lives. Facebook. So we do appreciate you guys sending those questions in. If you have any more, please feel free. To uh, tweet to, them uh, out to keep send them to yeah, to keep tweeting them out and keep sending them out uh, to Eric or myself. Uh, you can follow Eric. Eric, what's your what's your Twitter and Eric, handle?
3: Eric Morero U E R I C K. Don't, don't get it confused, because people like to put it with the C. C K remember guys. And
2: M-A-R-R-E-R-O, and then as a big U. So Eric Morero U on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to reach out to me, you can either do uh, the, show's, the show's Twitter, which is at, at Sports Drop jocks or you can do at Jazz Santana. Either one, you can find us there, you can tweet us, some questions that you guys may have, and uh, we want answer them. What's the first question that we have, Eric? So we have one from Gabby
3: Urtua 2022. Uh, 20, is there any South Florida-based QBs you could see going to Miami after, after in any of these upcoming classes? Well, there's, there's not really many. QB's around South Florida that are very not. I Miami's say, never been. Known I wouldn't for, say for like QBs, right. I would just say like not Miami caliber. But there's two I think could possibly be Miami caliber. There's one out of Columbus, my alma mater, Brandon McDuffie, Moody McDuffie. I like to call him Moody. He's committed to FAU. He's a 2020 quarterback. He didn't play this year over Andy Argue as our, our senior quarterback, but this kid is six He's around. He's around one eight eighty five. He needs to put on weight, but he can really sling the ball. Did he, he just, transfer from somewhere? He transferred from Westminster Christian with okay. all the kids, with all the Westminster boys. So he's committed to FAU right now. It just it depends well, if he gets bigger offers. I don't think he'll stick to the commitment. But he's a guy that you could watch for because of his size. Miami likes to recruit. They're not going to recruit a kid that's five ten at quarterback. They're going to recruit a yeah. kid that's over like six right. one in the six one over six two. So this is obviously a guy that fits the range and he's a guy that's a big kid 6'1 6'2 range. So it depends how he, how is he going to play and next. he still might grow more. Yeah, he so, might grow more right. and it depends is how he plays next year cuz he didn't play he didn't play a lot his um his freshman year at Westminster due to a hand injury and then sophomore year they they had Andy Arguez as a starter which I, I, don't, I don't know if that was the right decision, but maybe it, a lot of people like the Andy Arguez move. I, I mean, they got him all the way to the second, third round of the playoffs. But, I mean, I think this kid McDuffie is going to be a real, real big thing down here in South Florida. He can get some big power five offers, in my opinion, down the line. And, and another kid, he just transferred to Booker T. He, he, he reminds me of a, a, a Tertarius 2-2 Outwell type of kid, Scooter Morrison, who just transferred from South Day to Booker T. The size mm-hmm. obviously doesn't speak well He's only like five eight, five nine, five ten range. Yeah. But that's not a cane. That that's not no a cane in the slot maybe. Right, not, not as a quarterback. Not as though. a quarterback. Right, right. But he can he's I've seen a play at court. He's really good at quarterback. The problem is just the size. The size that, that's what hurts some of these kids. We have a lot of kids that can play quarterback down here, just size. It's not, right? not big, but they can really swing the ball and they know how to move in the pocket. He's another one of those dual threat guys that I think he's gonna do very well at Booker T who just lost their head coach, Tim Ice-Harris, to FAU. So FAMU it's to FAMU, FAMU. FAMU. Right. Don't get it confused, FAMU. And then he's another guy that I think could be really good. Got, I, think, I think he has a couple Power 5 offers already, but I don't know at quarterback. Interesting. So it's gonna be, that's going to be a good one. Those are the two that I'm looking out for. And there's probably going to be more that develop over time. But Miami usually likes to go
2: out of state to get their quarterbacks. Well, I mean, my, in the, Miami's or, never or, been or huge Florida huge when it comes to quarterbacks, right? I mean, some of the biggest guys recently is who? Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Uh, uh, the kid Flowers over at USF. Oh, he's a monster. Winky right? Flowers. Yeah, so, I mean, who else aside from that? I mean, well, what's this kid's name? Uh, the kid that played at Carroll City was a quarterback over there that uh, is doing really big, big things at Liberty. Uh, oh,
3: Steven Buckshot. I, uh, Buckshot. Yeah. Buckshot's good. They had him. Kato Nelson from Flanagan. From Flan, right. Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin Cato. Joaquin Cato. Joaquin Cato. There's a couple – the kid out of my school, Marcelo Rodriguez, who's at Southern Miss now. Okay. He, he, he could have been at Miami Calvary. just didn't have the accuracy. He was, a, he was another kid like 6'4", right. He had the size.
2: But for the most part, you don't see those prototypical, you know, big, big, big time quarterbacks here in Miami. So another kid that I want – actually, I want to ask you about who's a Columbus kid that we haven't spoken about a lot and – I really like him. Is Kalani Norris? Yeah, What's going I on? What's him. going on with his
3: recruiting process? I think he's got offers from Georgia. He's got Lamar Thomas offered him, James Coley offered him. Okay. It's gonna be interesting to see if Miami offers him, because if Miami offers him, I think he commits on the spot. But it just depends. He has he's like six one six two. He has good size. Needs to get in the weight room a little more. But he's a fast wide receiver, shifty. If you watch his highlight tapes, he can really move the ball around the field. He's a really good player. Another one that I like out of Columbus as well is Jeremy Passmore. He's a 2019. Yeah. Jeremy same, Passmore, same, looks He's good. another guy. I've heard. I've heard a lot. Th- this is what I've heard a lot about. If Miami doesn't offer him, it's going to send. A, like it's going to upset a lot of people in the community. I thought they
2: had already offered. They him. haven't offered
3: him. He's okay. a, he's another. He's a little undersized. Like he's not right. enough. He's, he's six feet. Like six one. But he
2: has dominated camp. He's hasn't a monster he? at yeah. camp.
3: That, the first time I saw him, he w- dominated at camp. At the, the first time I saw him was at the Paradise camp, the first ever Paradise camp they had. Him and another kid, Andy Garcia, 2020 kid. Yes, I've heard who, they like him a lot. Tra- linebacker, right? Who transferred from Belen to Heritage last year. He's another kid that who's gonna be very good for that Heritage team. Him and Cam Giles, who went to my old school Pace. He's another kid that Larry Bluesing really likes as well. A safety slash linebacker. So Heritage has a couple good kids that they're gonna develop over. The, they're they're gonna they're gonna have to reload, but they're gonna have they still have some kids like Daryl Porter Jr., 2021 quarter or 2020 cornerback they have a couple good kids um patrick mcdowell i think that's his right name patrick mcdowell's he's another 2021 corner who could be another Pat tan tyson campbell down the line because he's only a freshman but the, you saw nobody really knew tyson campbell was
2: freshman year do we have uh do we have any other questions we have, there? We have some other questions okay
3: i'm texting dj right now so one second um as far as what we have going on. We have another one. Why Marquez Azard over American Heritage wide receiver Anthony Schwartz? Well, I think, Az- I haven't seen Azard play, obviously, because he's in Georgia and I'm down here in Miami. But just off looking at his film, he just looks at a guy that's just physically ready to play at Miami day one when he gets on campus. Maybe he's a more polished wide more receiver, polished, right? right? Schwartz is a track guy, isn't he? Schwartz is a fast, very fast. I think he's going to go to Auburn over Florida. Right. Miami, he's going to run a lot of track. He's going to run a lot of track, but he's a kid that can really turn on the Jets. I'm not going to say he's terrible, but he's a, he's a good wide receiver. But I think Miami wants guys that are going to come football in. Football players first. Football player, not, not Not necessarily, just guys that are going to come in and make an immediate impact day one. Not saying that the guys we have now like D Wiggins, I think he's gonna make an immediate all the guys I think Miami has committed right now, like Brian Hightower, Mark Pope, D. Wiggins, I think they can make immediate impacts when they step foot on campus. So I think that's why they they like Azard over a guy like Anthony Schwartz, who's who's actually a really good player. If a school like Auburn or Florida is going after your George or Miami I mean, yeah, offense, you're, you're like you're, definitely like, you're not you're player. not you're not terrible. Like you're obviously a good wide receiver that these schools obviously see potential in I know kids might say, oh, he's not as good as he is in high school, but you got to realize that these coaches are looking at three, four years down the line, like how are these kids going to play and, and, how, and how these recruiting websites work is when I, what they've told me is that they don't look at just how the kid plays in high school. They look at potential. How, how will the kid be when it comes to NFL draft time? How, how, that's why he's rated a four-star. That's why Marco Lazar is rated a four-star prospect. When you see guys like Pastor Tan rated five stars, they're basically saying that this is a kid that can go first-round, top-ten pick in the first round. Right, that's what it's projectability. Saying. It's all yeah, it's, it's all, all, it's all about projectability. that. Sure, we have another one. It, Asante Samuel is he 50, 50 right now? I don't really know too much about Asante, but I have known, I from me covering the Canes. Peter seems to think yeah, he's, Peter. I mean, he's he's really me, from,
2: considering us, right? From
3: me, for me covering the Canes for like around three years since my sophomore year in high school, I've always known that Asante Samuel has had a huge amount of interest in Miami. And Peter, Peter referred this, and I knew this as well that. He almost committed to Al Golden staff at one point, but obviously with the firings and stuff, he obviously didn't say come in. And he if Miami would have pushed for him at the start, he would already been, he would have been one of those guys signing tomorrow, from from the jump, one of those guys. But they obviously look, looked in at guys like Gervin Hall, Josh Job, Gilbert Frierson, and DJ Ivy. Just name it, Al Blades, a legacy. Those are just some of the guys. But now when spots open up, just gonna be he's obviously not signing tomorrow. So and he already took his official visit to Florida State. So, right. Miami still has their. And in- if,
2: if he didn't come back from Florida State and re, re you know,
3: yeah, if he's not signing early. His recruitment is wide open. Sure. That's how I see about every kid. Yeah. Like even even like a necessary... I still think the Canes are gonna land him. But what other school? Like he obviously can go to any school he wants to. But I'm just saying, what other schools are in the running? Ohio State maybe, who almost flipped him at one point. That tried to get Andrew Chatfield to get. They tried to get Andrew Chatfield to commit to get him to commit, and then obviously by getting those two, they would have got Campbell and then Sertan. But obviously it didn't end up working out. Now all four of them might come to Miami, which is kind of good for Miami fans because I know Miami fans already like Ohio
2: State. What about a kid like, uh, and this is a big one because I saw his tape, and I really, really liked him. I thought he was explosive. I thought he ran Great routes is uh, the wide receiver over in St. Thomas, Elijah Moore. I oh I ri- what happened with I him? Really, Where did he end up
3: committing He's, a, to? he's coming to George, but I am hearing he might flip tomorrow to Ole Miss. Wow! But I, 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 I why didn't Miami go hard I think he's another, him? another I think he's another guy that I think they just wanted bigger wide receivers in scouts, yeah. but he's a guy that can really step in day one and compete. Yeah. he's like a Mike. The problem is that if you wouldn't have taken Mike Harley last year, you would have took Elijah Moore. So it was like a trade. Okay. Like that, like they're not going to take it's like Asante Samuel. You're only they took Trajan Bandy, that's why they weren't really focusing on a guy like Asante Samuel. But now, when spots open up, maybe you're like okay, and the players are vouching for him, right? But now, the, the Elijah Moore train is, is gone. I've known that for months, uh, I've known that since like Jan, since like May, March, that that was n- that was not a possibility, like, and obviously, now it's no way it's a possibility unless Miami tell them, oh, offer him, and then somehow he's like, okay, I'm just going to go to Miami right. over all those schools. But he's committed to Georgia right now. He's another kid who I think is going to be a really big-time player for whatever school he plays for because Georgia, they're getting Justin Fields. Hopefully he signs tomorrow. Well, I think them. he just
2: put something out that he's he's re-co- he, he reasserted his commitment. Justin to, Fields? Yeah, to yeah, Georgia, and that's right? That's a huge commitment for them. Yeah I mean, I mean they're putting together something special. They're putting something special really special. I mean,
3: and it's no knock to Miami's class because Miami no, class No, no, absolutely. I predict that Miami's class – is going to, and I predicted at the beginning of the year, Miami's class was going to end top three. I, I'm still sticking with that prediction. Well, they're still they're, 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 they're they're top four, two right now. number four right now, but they're only because only Josh Jobs' decommitment. But obviously, schools like Alabama or State, are going to clean up Georgia, are going to clean up on signing day. And Georgia might clean up really well tomorrow, having four, maybe four or five star kids commit to their school.
2: Look, this is not a knock on him at all, whatsoever. Um, I like Josh Job. I think he's an absolute stud. I don't think I can talk about him I didn't offend him. Actually, you know what? We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about him. What I saw on tape didn't pop out to me like Asante Samuel. What I saw on tape didn't pop out to me like what I saw with DJ Ivy. And it's not to say that he's not as good or or even a Gilbert Frierson. It's not to say that he's not as good as those guys. It didn't pop out to me that... You know, Joshua was, and, and I'm not saying as highly ranked because obviously there's there's people that do this for a living that are a lot better at it than I am, and I get that. Um, but I saw I, I, I saw that he was good. I just didn't know how good he really was. Not only that, we we didn't see him play at all here this year, obviously because he was up, yeah, Cheshire, up in Joshua up in Connecticut, to age, uh, and, aging out. and so maybe <clears throat> so maybe the competition up there. Might not have been as strong. And he was as dealing with a little injury up there as well. So maybe the highlights that I saw, the tape that I saw, didn't do him justice. Uh, but I, I wasn't completely, I wasn't completely saddened <laughs> or 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 heartbroken by him decommitting or flipping to Alabama. I mean, I think it was
3: probably the biggest loss of this class as of now. Well, sure, of course. In my opinion, the only reason why he's not a five-star kid is because he should have graduated in 2016. He's older than me, and I just graduated out of high school right. last year. So he's supposed to be a year, he's a year older than me, and he's graduating this year. But he's still, I think, a top, 10, top 15 type player in the nation because he's a kid that's physically ready to play coming in day one. Like, he would have competed for that starting safety job. But I think th- there's no slouch to Gervin Hall. I think Gervin Hall, is clear, he's clearly going to come in and
2: compete day one for that starting safety job. That's what I think. Listen guys when we come back we're going to have Larry Bluestein on the show and we're going to talk everything we're going to break down stuff with him all right when we come back on the on the drop
0: lyrical bars and the is better than all of the previous furious you jokers to serious uh, as they be this lunatic my nemesis is mad that i'm heaven better than all of the rest i'm a veteran i'm feeling like music's my hero when killing the beat and i'm leaving some evidence for pilea to kinetic around the world. I look to the sky and I'm filled with adrenaline hey.
20: to be.
21: I'm so damn hot, I think I broke my wrist. Stop with me with these lames, they feel like counterfeit. I'm getting to this money. I can't stop for shish. I fell in love with that money. I said I fell in love with that money. Baby girl, I fell in love with that money. I said I fell in love with that money. I fell in love with that money. I fell in love with that skiller. Oh, I said I'm right. It's strange that you think you're been on my way. Cause tonight there's gonna be a rain. Gloving, popping cash. I'd want to smack some ass. The strippers and the tubes. will be in the
15: afternoon.
21: Cause I'm with my crew. Getting twists is what we do. We got so much booze. We ain't got so much to lose. I said I fell in love with the money's kind of funny how I only want to trust her, but now everybody want to fuck her, cause I stay loyal and I'm a fucking royal, and I got this at least, I'm by my side, everybody let's ride read the text at 8am, read text the wrong friend, come over and get some bread, told her that I want some head, always keep close to success and everybody will know the rest, I fell in love with the money, fell in love with the honey, put your hands to the scotch and I will ride a die so overpacked, it's cause tonight is gonna be that night. Uh. I'm just counting all this money. I'm jinxing. I'm balling so damn hard, I think I
20: broke my wrist. Broke my wrist. Stop fucking with them lands, they fake like counterfeits. I'm getting to this money, I can't stop this
0: Well, welcome to the show, Miami Underground Radio. Taking it to the
9: streets.com. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation. By texting disaster to the number two oh two two. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Vinicati, Vinicati, Vinicati. Go on the dresser, go on, 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 on the dresser, strap by the pillow, pillow. more fold under pressure. I'm in a checkup. The goal is to dress her. And go when I dress her.
2: This is the it's Weekly Sports drop. We are back at it here on the campus of Miami Media School. Mary Brickle Village. I am your host, Jazz Santana. Joined again by, by my buddy, Eric Marrero, who, who joins us every Friday night, by the way, from 6 to 8. We just had to do it special today. This is early signing day period. We're all excited. We're like kids in a candy store, like uh christmas eve sort of kind of although we're gonna have another christmas eve again national signing day but this one's kind of special this is new this is different um and we're all excited about it as uh, big time canes fans out here as well so we wanted to bring someone special on someone that uh you know that that i mean like eric said he's the goat the greatest he's the man Right, and we, we really respect him. I think he's great. He does a lot of stuff for the community for South Florida uh, high school sports. It's none other than uh, Larry Bluestein. Blue, how you doing, my man? Thank you for coming on.
22: Not a, hey, no problem whatsoever. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm doing great. A little bit, you know, kind of like uh, kind of got caught off guard. I mean, I, I'm thinking that this thing's not going to be such a big deal, and then all of a sudden i uh, am finding out that the 80% of Miami's class going to sign all these other kids uh, around, you know, I'm getting all these kids sent, you know, and coaches that have been telling me, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to use the early signing period." And I I got to admit, you know, in all the years I've been doing this, this, this thing blindsided me in a major way because I think if if I knew that it was going to be like this, um uh, we would have, you know, prepared a lot better. I mean, we would have maybe even had a nice little, you know, show last, uh tomorrow night. Stuff. but you know what it is what it is and you learn from it and uh but uh certainly i'm excited to, for the kids and for the schools and figured out how, how this you know is going to work because you put it right in the middle of preparing for bowls and you know and people need to be recruiting and all that stuff you know just general recruiting not just like last minute
4: recruiting and
22: uh yeah, so I think it's either going to be taken. You know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to look at it and you know, kind of not pick it apart, but just say, you know, it could get better this way. And and I'm a believer that this should be done in the last week of August because if you're committed now and you're, you know, like the colleges say, then do it in August, get it out of the way, and you're finished. But uh, right now it's kind of a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it it cost Mario Cristobal in Oregon big time last week because during the last weekend where it would have been, you know, the last weekend of January, he would have had off, but he had to play, and, you know, things like that. So they're going to have to tighten it up a little bit, but uh, certainly uh, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity for
2: recruiting. No kidding. I mean, and, and this thing definitely has taken on a life of its own, but it's true what you say. I Not only, not only I, yes, it did affect Mario Cristobal and all that, but, um, I mean, th- these people are – there's coaching changes going on right now in the middle of exactly. all of this, and so it's it's a lot harder if you do it in August. There's you know teams yep. are still playing, and and that makes that makes perfect sense because now you've got a I'm little bit more saying, time to do it. Sure, right. I'm not the definitive guy, but I'm just
22: saying it would make more sense. And you illustrated a great point because right now, let's say UCF, Florida, and FSU in our own state, and Miami's been down the road before where they kind of you know, weren't really ready if things were in December. Um, Right now, Willie Taggart doesn't even have coordinators. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought, and you're going to have this every year. It's going to be like, because there's going to be coaching changes every year. So I think they need to do something differently because, you know, you get a double whammy now because you have bowl season. And, yeah, not everybody's in bowls, but mostly the the good teams that need to be recruiting are. But that's the only thing. I'm not – picking on it and I'm not you know saying it's bad or good I'm just saying that there has to be a few changes along the way I,
2: I, I think and I think they will change and that's that's something I was bringing up earlier how long before they realize well hey we need to move it to a different date we need to change how the structure is do kids still right. you know do kids still get the opportunity to maybe get recruited by other schools when they do uh, uh, this, I mean, obviously, it's a letter of intent. So obviously, at that point, they're they're kind of screwed per se. Um, but sure. something like you said, something may have to change for it, you know, for it to re- to really work out the way uh, the way maybe you know they had anticipated for it to work out.
22: Well, oh, the other thing I was going to bring up is you you get an opportunity, and 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 you know how important. That last week of January. Oh yeah. That's how Miami got John Beeson back in the day. That last week is where you take, you know, that those elite kids, maybe two or three, and their parents, and bring them on campus and put the red carpet everywhere. And now you don't have that. <laughs> it's tonight, <Yeah. laughs> and it's and it's the dead period. So it's kind of like throwing curveballs and nuts. From it. I like that concept because what it does is it helps the colleges out because then they know for sure come, you know, when they have to have, you know, okay, this kid bailed out on us in August, uh, we'll work hard to get him by February. And uh, that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, you, you can nail down maybe 30, 40, even 50, or maybe even 60% of your class, but that remaining 40 that's what recruiting is all about. You you know you got to use that that January that you know if you you went to a December only that January would be terrible it would you know cause it, it, but that was the bridge that that took it right to spring and all that stuff.
2: Well, you know you know what's going to happen also is some of these really really big time players these five star recruits are are not going to start signing early. They're going to wait because now they know that the pressure is going to be on these schools to get these kids in. One last time yeah. before they make that decision. Yeah. So that, I mean, just like we're, you know, the coaches have to adapt and, and the schools have to adapt, these kids are going to change the way that they recruit, they get recruited, right? So it's going to be a completely yeah. different ballgame.
19: Yeah.
22: Well, it goes like that. You know how that is. I mean, look at look what's happening now in college with the kids, the marquee kids, the, are not playing in bowl games because they, you know, wow. And I, it, it, so much of our, you know, so much of what made the great the game so great is kind of getting chipped away at.
3: Absolutely, Larry. I have a couple questions for you. Um, who, who are some of the kids? Anytime for you, E. You know that man. <laughs> so, Larry, who are some of the kids? I know Miami has most of their class committed. Just who and a couple right. of them, most of them are early enrolling. Just who are some of the kids that are committed to Miami right now that are signing with them tomorrow? Who do you... who are some of them that you think are going to be immediate impact guys for the Canes?
22: Well, let's, let's start with Lorenzo Lingard. I mean, you know, I know, you know, Lorenzo Lingard, is funny. He's like sort of, he reminds me of Duke Johnson in the way that he, he was so on board early. Yep. And everybody has found a way to pick at his game. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, wow, I've seen him three times live. Oh, I came away impressed press more and more and more every time I saw him. Uh, this kid's a big-time kid. Fast. He's going to gain more weight now because he's not going to he's not going to have to rely on on track, you know. Because nothing that got him thin was stuck. and you know because every day he's running sprints and it's it's make you know making him lose weight.
9: I mean, he's definitely
22: one of the guys that that's going to come in and interject right where they need him. Uh, your DBs, this is an area uh, that they desperately need depth in and you know quality depth look it happened uh this year it weakened you and thank goodness you had a guy like mandy who didn't play like an 18 year old freshman so um and you can't have that all the time and you know i mean and and that's the one thing you've got to be able to be and if you look uh what mark rick did is he addressed areas and uh DBs were huge. DLs, defensive linemen, were huge. Um, they have offensive playmakers, maybe not a, a lot of them, but the, I think Lingard's where you start, and then definitely uh, you, you start moving with some of the kids who have been, you know, the Mallory's, the, um, uh, the um, um, uh, uh, Jordan. Uh, guys like that. These are big time kids. These are kids who elevate themselves and, and just stand out. And that's what you need. That's what, that's what Bandy did. That's what all. That's what Duke Johnson did back in the day. So, and that's what uh, uh, you know the receiver la- um, last year did as well from Wellington. So Richard. So that's you need kids like that. And that's how you win. You look at Alabama. You look at Georgia. You look at Clemson. And that's what they have. And that's where Miami's leaning towards.
3: And then Larry, I know. You, you you've known these kids for you know every single kid down here for years since they were in the peewee divisions and stuff, since they were little kids. I'm gonna go shift towards American heritage. I know you've known those kids around that area for a long time. Just where do you think that yeah. where, where do you think that those four kids that Miami's targeting, a guy like Sertan, Chatfield, Campbell, and a guy like Nessa where do you think they're all eventually gonna end up?
22: Well, you know Nesta Silvera is gonna be there because he's He's definitely the guy who came aboard to be that rah-rah guy to get the rest of the guys on campus. Um, you've got, you know, the whole thing is is Miami's not pressing. They've got all the cards in line because they have Mike Rumpf, uh, and, and Pat Sertain is the type of guy, as a coach, who knows how to weed out, you know, everything. So he knows. Right now I'm sure that family understands what the best situation will be for them uh Tyson is the same way Tyson Campbell's a big time kid you see it's really tough on these guys because you know it's been a lot of fun and they've all had you know triple offers sometimes you know and but it's all got to come to a decision and they've got to look for what's best and i you know and I'm not a home guy and biased or anything I'm just a general guy that figures that those guys I think with Nesta Silvera I think with uh and, and your two corners, your two top-flight corners, they would be perfect for Miami. The situation, uh, the the surroundings, they would put more people in the seats, and that's what Miami strives for—to get that local, those local stars to to do it. Um, Schwartz is a type of guy who is interesting too. Um, you know, it's kind of like if you look at a, a guy who's on the sideline, and and I watched him against Cardinal Gibbons and. and I think
3: were you there Eric, at the card the first one? The first one, I was there.
22: Yeah, and they had Carl Lewis was on the sideline. That's awfully tough to pass by if Carl Lewis comes in. You know, a track icon, and, uh, and that's what the kid is. He's you know he's a football player, but yeah, but he's a track icon. He could make the Olympics before he makes the NFL. That's probably the type of kid he is, and uh, that's a good thing to have. But uh, I think mine can get those three guys. I think they can get, you know, I know Nest is all solid because he just fits behind his scheme really well. He's a really strong run stuffer, and, you know, he'll get in there and he'll, he'll penetrate a lot. And I've watched him so many times, and he just uh, he keeps impressing me. But, uh, if, Eric, I'll tell you what, I, I think if, if Mark Rick and Mike Rumps and those guys can close on those, those trio right there, you, you have a marquee, marquee class.
3: Yeah, really marquee class. I think that would elevate the class sort of the top three. And then, Larry, I'm going to push it more. I know we're already focusing on 2018 and stuff, but let's, let's focus on 2019. I, I heard you talking on the big three roll-up the other day about a guy like Tyreek Stevenson just how big of a recruit he's going to be for a team like Miami and other teams down here. Just Who are some of the other guys in 2019 that you think are going to be some of the big-time names to come out of here?
22: What you mean, as far as South Florida, had, you have the kid Macintosh, the running back from university school, is a big-time kid. I mean, I told you that the Tyreek Stevenson kid, and you wa- I think you watched him play. The kid plays vi- a violent game. I mean, he plays right into uh, Manny Diaz's hands. I mean, that kid plays so vicious, and he is so versatile. And that would be the kid that I thought – and I think I told you that I thought he made the biggest leap. Yep. So he's a guy that definitely now with Ivy in the fold uh, to get him, uh, his teammate and friend, and Joyner as well. Uh, you know that's a good get too. I'm telling you, I think people take uh, the kid Joiner way too lightly. That kid, that kid's a man child, and uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be tough as well. But to answer your question, you have the kid Joshua Sanguinetti, who's a very versatile kid out of university school. I mean, I think he's really nice. Naquan Wright, uh, who, who really hasn't had a lot of carries, so he's, he should be fresh when he starts out this year He, he at Carroll City as a senior, believe it or not. We remember when he came in as a freshman. I think he's a marquee kid to, to definitely keep uh, an eye on. The kid, Bogle, from Cardinal Gibbons, he's going to get bigger and bigger, and over the next year you're going to see him in the 250-260 range. And then people are going to, like, start Everybody, everybody. Alabama's going to be on him. Everybody's going to be on him. He's just finished right now, and people are doing more projecting than they are really, you know, saying he's going to come in. But he's got another year to go. Uh, I think those guys right there are definitely the marquee kids in the class. There's, there's other guys I think that when you're Miami now, you just can't start falling into the middle of the pack and retreating. you got to go for the upper, you know, for the, for the clean at the
23: top.
2: Larry, let me ask you a question, and, and this, it's, it, it's a good thing you brought up Naquan Wright, because with the recruitment, with the commitment of this, uh, the running back, I can't for the life of me remember Marcus, his name now. Marcus Cowrie. Okay. Cowery, uh, Cowery, something like that. W- yeah, the, the other running back, does that change the way oh, they Cameron go after Davis? Naquan Wright? No, not Cameron Davis, uh, Marcus Cowrie,
3: the 2019 kid out the 2019 of, out of Trinity, kid. Trinity Christian.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 okay, all right, yeah, yeah.
22: yeah. yeah does does that, change, does that change
2: anything with... With Naquan, right? Because I know they were looking for what two running backs, two running maybe backs. in in the 2019 and class. They've got the kid from uh, IMG Noel that they're Kane. also uh, looking at, Noah Cain, um, and some other kids. Yeah, Sean uh, King. Uh, Daniel. Yeah. Well, Wilson. you know what? Yeah, there's a few guys uh, out there.
22: I mean, and to me, you've got to trust in, in in the in the coaching staff, especially Tom, uh, Coach Brown, who knows, and Coach Rick, who kn- knew a, knows a. A little bit about the running game because if you look at some of the guys, and I don't have to tell you yeah, about Nick Gurley, and all those yeah, guys, and Tony bit. Michelle, and you know they're the ones that cultivated those guys, so they kind of know. And if Naquan, you know, is somebody who doesn't, because remember, he hasn't—I don't think he's played ten games I don't think he <laughs> in has. his career because he's been hurt. And, and you know, he had a great stretch running when they went to state when he was a sophomore, but this year he was dinged up all the time. So. um, I mean, if not, you know, he moves on, they move on. Uh, you know, there's, Miami's at that at that level now where they could go national
2: for
19: a
22: running game and stuff like they used to, you know, and statewide too.
2: Larry, I I, I want to jump back to the 2018 class. I know that, uh, like you said, about 80% of the Canes recruiting class is going to be signing tomorrow or at least in the next few days. Um, and there's some kids out there that we are still recruiting hard that haven't committed yet. Can you, Who do you see out there uh, from now till National Signing Day, right, in February, uh, where we could possibly, you know, some kids that, that are either leaning towards us or anybody that, that, you're, that you're looking at that will possibly make the move and commit to us before National Signing Day uh, that, that we really haven't, um, haven't spoken about too much?
22: Well, you know what? Give me a couple of kids and I'll tell you my opinion where I think because, I mean, right off the bat, You know, because I haven't looked at the list of the kids who aren't on a sign, so I'm not real, real sure. But if you could tell me some of the kids who are on that list, Eric, or both of you could tell me, and I could tell you exactly what I think that they'll
3: do. So we'll go with a guy like Asante Samuel Jr., who's committed to Florida State.
22: Yeah, I think he stays at Florida State. Um, You know, I talked to Chris Knee last night from 247, uh, Knowles 247, and, and he said, and, and Chris wasn't a, the optimistic soul that he usually is on kids, but he thought that uh, that Samuel's because of his you know his early relationships with some of the kids at FSU that are still there, and you know McFadden and all those guys and Burns that he knows real well, that may win out in the end. Not a, I mean you know Miami didn't really have him in the beginning, so it wasn't. It's not like they're losing somebody that they thought they had. But my gut feeling would be him going to FSU.
2: Okay. How about a? How about a, And I know he's a lean, but maybe a kid like Andrew Chatfield. Is there a possibility that he goes elsewhere?
22: Well, here's the thing. miami like you've got to find. Remember, if you watch him play, he's not a prototypical anything. He's not a. He doesn't have the DN size right now. He doesn't have the linebacker speed, but he's like a tweener uh, who is really athletic. So I think that he fits. If you remember when Miami brought in Mike Smith uh, out of book out of a uh, Northwestern, their first inkling was that he was going to be Corey Morris. You know, I don't know if you remember Corey Morris, an undersized defensive end at Virginia Tech, who actually played in the league with Buffalo Bills. But that's a kid that could just run at you. You know, instead of having to backpedal or have to you know go into space and try to cover. He was always moving forward. And and that's what they were looking for, Mike Smith. And I think that Mike didn't work out like that. But I think Shadfield could be one of those guys that he got 15 sacks. You know, he could just let him go from the end spot. And uh, yeah, I think Miami's got a good shot for him because I, I think he fits a, a real big need, you know, a big playmaking need. Um, and he may be one of those guys that that, that uh, in the end defies you know, what the logic is of some of these defenses. You know, he may be able to, he may be out of character for Miami defense, but fit in in, in a crazy way.
3: And then, Larry, I know with all the kids, come February, where, where do you, who who do you predict that would likely end up in this Miami class? Out of out of all hmm. the names that we named? Well,
22: it's, wow, well,
3: it's,
22: that's kind of, that's kind of a tough question because. I'm not, you know, I mean, I, when I talk to the kids and everything like that, I don't, you know, you don't get a sense of that they're tipping their hat in any way. I, You know, like I said, I don't think Samuel would be there, but a Chatfield could be. Um, I know that they're after, you know, here's the thing, too, because of his relationships in Georgia and, and that Atlantic uh, coast, he's still got a few kids you know, in line, and he already signed the, the, the stud from Georgia, or they're going to sign the stud from Georgia. So, it, I, you know what, Eric, it's really a tough question to, to answer who will be there. I, I just know that they're going to get tomorrow 80% of that class or maybe, you know, maybe just a few stragglers that maybe aren't ready yet, but they'll get 80% of that class. And to me, it, you know, I could sleep very well tomorrow night knowing that.
2: Out of, out of the kids that are there, right? So let's talk about the kids that are there. Uh, uh, coming in, whether they're early enrollees or in the summer, who do you see making the biggest impact out of? Uh, you know, And I know we spoke Lorenzo Lingard. You can see making a big impact. Yeah. Uh, about in the trenches? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go like, like o the trenches. O-line, now, now defensive line.
3: that Cleveland Reed will, is, is going to sign early. So they're going to have all three O-linemen come in early. So who do you think? Yeah, out of the yeah, three? yeah. I know a guy like DJ Scaife, who you've told me about for years. He's another guy who I think is
22: going to have a huge he's, impact. He's, that's a kid that we've watched for a, a number of years. Very strong kid. Very physical. He doesn't like to lose battle. He's, he's kind of like sometimes he'll be kind of quiet and other times he'll let it out. But he's got a lot of potential, and he's going to really make a difference because you know by the time the season starts, he's going to be a monster. He's already big. The only thing he needs to do, I mean, he already knows where the weight room is. The only thing he needs to do is get reps, learn what it takes to be a college offensive lineman. And once he does, you know, just like Gaynor, and and, and that's one of the guys I told everybody about when he was a sophomore. And you just know when these kids have that it factor, especially on the line. And um, I, I think in skates you're definitely looking at a, a kid who, who certainly has an opportunity to be very
16: special.
2: Well, I'll tell you what—we're all pretty excited about what's going to happen. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit new yeah. for everybody. I think next year, what we need to do, Larry, is maybe we all get together and do some uh, one really big show. We'll, uh, Eric, Eric, uh, Eric's got to be a part of it. I'm really happy to have Eric on the show, and yes, you know, I know that you've worked with him in the past, and uh, you guys have a relationship, and he's he's uh, great. Man, so. you know that. He's awesome, but uh, we're Eric, excited about what's Eric's going the on. Eric's hard worker. <laughs> yes, he is. That I can say he is, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. Truly appreciate your insight. Uh, you're the best to do it out there, so we 100%. truly appreciate it. So thank you a lot. Anytime, baby. guys. And Certainly
22: my pleasure. Have a happy holiday and uh, have a great signing day first and then have the happy holiday and uh, we'll see what happens. And then maybe we can convene in uh, – you know, right before the signing day on February the 7th, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more of uh, what needs to be done and what, it, what has been accomplished.
2: Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. A I good holidays, it, Larry. Yeah, have a happy holiday. Thank Bye you guys. again. You too. Take care. Thanks so much. Have a good night. You got it.
3: I told you about the insider news. Cleveland Reed just confirmed signing on Thursday at 2.30 with Miami.
2: We bring the hot takes here for hot you, baby. Takes only. Hot, hot takes all day, every day. Especially coming from this guy, the young stallion over here, Eric Marrero. When we come back, we're going to close the show with DJ uh, Ivy. I mean, the the I mean, one of the best cover corners in the country. I in would say. In the class, yeah, far. definitely. Uh, we're excited to have him on the show, DJ Ivy. Uh, when we come back on the show, and then we'll wrap things up a little bit. Uh, when we uh, when we come back on the Sports
9: Shop,
0: Miami Underground Radio dot com. Dot com.
9: Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 20222.
12: when I take it too far. Used to be the biggest loser, now I'm dancing with the stars. I'm faded and I don't even give a middle finger. My past calling me, saying Jimmy, I miss you. Got the cue blow with the strap all rubber. Now my real friends all show they real colors. I got some real friends I can say Y'all, my brothers. The rest of them I just call the others. right fell in love with the dancer, but she can't be my mama. Pissed a lot on the dresser. I'm in love with the Drama, purple over that green. Let me give you the facts. I've been burning these clouds, now my eyes overcast. And i ride through my city. Yeah, I know we had a different series. But if it went down, I know they killed the witnesses. I don't need a bunch of niggas on stage with me. I keep a team of niggas that came up with me. So who let these niggas pass the door. I'm living out my days like my last 24. I'm shouting out my team because you really never know. If you might lose one tomorrow. Can you tell me what they all mad for? Can you tell me what they for? mad folk I'm shouting at my team Cause you really never know If you might lose one tomorrow It's hard to keep up When every day's like Friday Pool party on the roof The girls in the lobby Money over everything But my enemies Cause honestly, they keep on bringing out the best in me. Hands together, I pray it again to do. You was hating on my crew. How did things work out for you? I used to make it flip. Graduated from a pal, and this chain and this car is my cap and my gal. I've been working so hard. Now I finally made it. She threw that kick on the G and told me happy belated. I was looking so broke. I had to sell all I own. I was breaking the law. I used to surf from my home. Man, I don't know y'all. Y'all I don't know me either. I make an enemy or I make a new believer. Now I hit the stage and got my face on posters. Can't forget the days that I was writing on posters. So who let these diggins pass the door? I'm living mad mad out my days like my last 24. 20 I'm 20 shouting at my team cause you really never know. Never know. If you, you know. might lose one tomorrow. tomorrow can you tell me what they all mad for? Can you tell me what they all mad for? Mad uh, mad all mad for? Mad I'm shouting at my team cause you really never know. If you might lose one tomorrow Tomorrow, my
8: tomorrow, my tomorrow my oh, We're stepping out tonight A word Bishop and Cocaine Say what The girls are close When I stepped in the club Popping
16: bottles of the champagne Everybody's your love That's right I'm so This yeah. could be yeah. Your yeah.
5: girl yeah. keeps staring at me. Looking like you, want to. you know, as I walk up in the spot All lies on me Cause they know I stay a fish I can't hide my cheek And they know your boy When it's his birth A go it. If it ain't about the money He rocks, I get rich My intentions are being great. they come coming across now So I hit up the big homie We setting up shop clowns is a joint you can bounce to Go ahead, mommy Work something, twerk something That's your man, I'm sorry But you looking at me Like you got some plans for that Even your girl in your ear Like we can handle that I think it's quite entertaining But ain't got time for that get your man put in the yoke so tell him to fall back cause I'm here to have a good time pop a few bottles order a few shots take pics with a few models once a DJ play this joint I'm guaranteed to win then it's off to the next spot to do it again huh? yeah man yo you already know what it my about entertainment buddy boy entertainment your girl look like she up to something tell him man Now, now, now was it me, or could it be my bad boy demeanor that got your girl most no stuff Every time that I see her, lucky I ain't got the time today. But I bet if I acknowledge, mommy stepping up on the lake. You know the game, little daddy. I'm just keeping it real. You boasting up like you a man, but she like. Yeah.
4: For real,
5: I peep game, so I know the drill. You like the lobby. That want to walk into the room. it's time to party, cause she he got me wavy, living the good life. absorbing all the attention, while sifting through blurred lines. New bold on the block, grind hard, no stopping it. Ladies brush against me because they sizing up. I always hate me because I'm on my ish. Got the ladies taking selfies yelling. My bop. These flames are lactose intolerant. Stay on the dummy mission. That's why mommies want this vitamin D in opposition. All all right.
6: I stepped
8: in the love I This crush got me stars. Your girl keeps staring at me looking like she want to fuck
21: I think I broke my wrist Stop me smack these lanes They think like counterfeit. fit I'm getting to this money I can't stop for this I fell in love with that money I said I fell in love with that money Baby girl, I fell in love with that money I said I fell in love with that money Fell in love with that money Fell in love
8: with
6: that scrilla uh.
2: This is the weekly sports drop, finishing off the uh, show on a good note. Because we're going to bring on what I consider one of the most loyal communities. Oh, not only that, but he's actually, uh, to me, one of the uh, best. One of the best. One of the best at his position in the country. Uh, I want to bring on DJ Ivy, but before we bring on DJ, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. Again, I've been under the weather with the stomach virus and. It's just been rough but i want to thank uh eric murrow for coming on the show as well and for everybody else that's been coming on the show uh for this uh for this great show that we've had it's early signing day period and we're all excited about it but we're really more excited about these kids coming in and and becoming official kings and and bringing you know and, and continuing this le- you know this uh i guess this legacy and the way that coach rick has put together this this team and this program and how he's lifted it up to, uh, to be where it's at today. And, and we're just excited about having these kids on. So, again, uh, South Dade defensive back DJ Ivy is on the show with us now. What's going on, DJ? How you doing, buddy?
23: How you doing? I'm doing well.
2: Thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you are pretty excited about tomorrow. Uh, how do you feel about, about kind of going, going out and, and getting it done already, signing on the dotted line and, and becoming a hurricane officially?
23: it's a it's
2: still great honestly yeah how exciting i mean it's been kind of a long time coming for you huh
23: yes sir
2: what's 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 the process been for you the recruiting process right so take me through you know how it all got started how you got interested in 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 the you know in the university of miami has it always been kind of a childhood dream to be a cane or is it someone that hop on hopped on the radar late talk to me a little bit about how uh you know, how the process was for you?
23: Um, It all started really slow. I mean, I I was in wrestling, but it started slow through um, uh, my freshman and sophomore year. And then my junior year, I got injured, so I was unable to play. But I had I bounced back uh, throughout my senior year, and I proved and showed what I was capable of doing.
2: Was uh, was Miami always the team to beat? Always were, were there any offers, any other schools that that really, uh, you know, not stood in the way but kind of drew your attention as well?
23: Um, Auburn, FIU, Georgia, um, Kentucky was here and there. It was, it was, it was schools that wanted me, that, that offered me. Um, but um, I saw that Miami was where I needed to be at, and who was most loyal to me.
2: Yeah, so some pretty big-name schools, so that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive list that you give me there. Um, you know, DJ, question for you. Uh, are you going to be – will you be enrolling early, or are you someone that's coming in in the uh, summer? I'll be enrolled early. Oh, awesome. So that's great. I mean, that gives you an opportunity to come in early, uh, get to know the playbook, what, what Coach Manny Diaz and, and Banda and Coach Mike Rumph. Uh, really want from you as a defensive, not only as a defensive back, but as you know, just as as a Miami Hurricane altogether. How excited are you to be to be coached by those guys?
23: I'm very excited to be coached by
3: the best in the business. And then DJ, I know you guys visited all all the commits basically visited last last week on the official. But just talk to me about how the visit went. Just how, how, what it was like having all the commits together at one time.
23: The visit went actually pretty well. Um, everyone being together made us bond a little, a little more. And we'll, but like, it was family. Like, like we've been with each other for the longest, for a long time. It just felt like it was right.
3: And then DJ, I know by the time you're gonna be in school, there's gonna be a couple, a couple guys visiting Miami. Guys like Nessa Silvera, Tyson Campbell, Patrick Duterte. How, how much of how much are you going to be recruiting those guys when they come on their visit? Since you're already going to be on campus, I'll be recruiting
23: them a lot. I mean, I'll be telling them what it is and what it ain't. Um, I'll try my best to get them over.
3: And then I know you're coming in early. Just what's it? I know Miami's always been a school that you like. Just what's it like that on Thursday well, you're probably going to sign Wednesday? Just what's it going to be like when you finally sign that paper and fax it in? What's it gonna be like to finally know that you're officially a Miami Hurricane?
23: It's gonna feel great knowing that What well, my mom put me through
3: to get here. I'm just blessed to be, in, just to have the opportunity to to go to the University of Miami. And I know, I know you guys. Obviously, you, you've been, you've been, you guys had a couple commits together, and you've known most of the commits for a while. You, Gilbert. I know Josh. Josh decided to decommit just. What's it going to be like for you and Gilbert? You guys know each other for a while now. Just what's it going to be like for both of you guys finally going to go to the same college and play together?
23: Uh, it's going to be the same. I mean, um, it's there. I mean, we never played with each other, but we actually always played against each other. But you want to play with him, I think it'll be great.
3: And then I know you guys obviously are going to be on campus. what are you more what 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 excites you the most about finally getting on campus? I know you're enrolling early, so you're obviously going to be there there early. But what excites you the most about getting on campus early?
23: Um, getting to know, getting, getting ahead in my classes and getting to know the playbook, honestly.
2: DJ, I got a question for you because I you know and Eric knows this because I talk to Eric about it all the time. One of my one of my favorite recruits aside from you know I mean I'm a big I'm a big South Dade guy. I love South Dade. I got you know my cousin is a coach over there, but I was I was really big on Patrick Joyner when he was committed to FSU. And Eric will ask you because I kept asking, when is he going to flip? When is he going to flip? How excited are you to be able to come to Miami and play with with uh, Patrick Joyner? And what what can we expect from him at this level playing for the Miami Hurricanes?
23: I'm very excited for him to come play with me at Miami. I've been trying to get him a flip for the long, but he finally did it. Um expect great things out of him, uh, He's a he's a very hard worker and he's gonna get it.
3: And then DJ, I know you got a couple of other teammates who just decommitted from Florida in Frank Ladson and Tyree Stevenson just what do you think what what are you hearing about them? I know you're around them mostly all the time. Just how, how good of a chance do you think that they have a chance to come to Miami? What what did you say again? I know, and your teammates with guys like Frank Ladson and Tyreek Stevenson, who decommitted from Florida a couple of weeks ago, just what, what are the chances that that they could ultimately end up at Miami?
23: Uh, I'm not even sure yet, but I'm gonna try my best to get them at Miami. You Knowing that I play with them and know what they're capable of.
3: And then DJ, what are, what other guys are you trying to bring to Miami that aren't committed Miami right now, but guys you really want to play with?
23: I mean, I haven't really spoken to anybody else, but well, I mean, if I see somebody that I like, I'll get them to try to come my
2: We got to get you out there, DJ. You got to become this the ambassador and get some of those get some of those studs to play alongside you, man. We got to get you to do some some work over there for the Canes now.
23: Yeah, I got it. We're gonna do it.
2: All right, all right, all right. I like that, man. Listen, we're excited. We're excited to to you know. For, for everything that's going on I'm sure you guys are. Well, let me ask you something about early signing day. Was that something that kind of uh that kind of threw you off when you guys found out, hey, we can we can sign early. We can become canes quicker than we had originally anticipated. Um are you are are you are you guys all about having this early signing day period? Is that is that something that that helps with recruits and helps with you guys make make a good decision on where you want to spend the next 4 years?
23: uh it didn't really throw me off i was really actually excited to be able to sign early and knowing that i'm um, graduating early i'll be able to sign
2: well let me ask you so- something what what are you going to be studying over at um you have any idea yet
23: uh i'm going to be in a business program i want to be a cpa accountant
2: oh look at that nice that's awesome that's awesome man cpas they do it big so that's good well, I'm, I'm happy for you. Congratulations on you being a Miami Hurricane officially uh, tomorrow. Uh, we, look from, uh, we look for big things from you, man. We're, we're really excited to have you on board. Uh, I definitely do consider you one of the best in the country, and I'm sure that, uh, that you don't expect anything less from yourself either. So we're really excited about it. We want to thank you for coming on the show as well. Thanks for coming on, DJ. Nope. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Have no a good time. night. Go Canes. All right. I love when they just go, all right, it's the best thing ever. All right. (laughs) It's awesome. You know, uh, us Hispanics, we can't just say, all right. If someone hangs up on us like that, all right, or okay, and they hang up, (laughs) we're like, what the hell? You you didn't even say bye. So we're calling you back. So we might call back. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to call DJ back and be like, dude, you got to say bye. No, but uh, that was DJ Ivy, uh, defensive back commit for the Miami One of the real
3: steals that Miami got in this class, they identified really early at Paradise Camp. I think that was first ever.
2: That was that, what, that, a couple that, years
3: ago, That right? was two years. That, that, that just shows you how big the Paradise Camp is. That a bunch of the guys who, were commit, who are committed right now were at that Paradise Camp. That's The a first one ever.
2: It works, man. They it works it right.
3: all the time, and it works for every single class.
2: You know what's going to be crazy? That they're going to be able to do it in the indoor practice facility soon, too. Next year? Ne- next year? Yeah. I, I think mean, It next should be done in, it in, be in done the summer, soon. right?
3: I think it should be done. Yeah, so they might have it done for this year. That should be fun.
2: I, it's, I can't wait to see it. That's gonna be I hope cool. they give me a private tour. That's gonna be, I'm sure they will, man. You're big time. Right. Um, so I think we're probably going to wrap it up. But, uh, look, listen, we've got a lot of things coming up. right? With December 30th, uh, This is the last show for the year. So December 30th is the Orange Bowl game. Huge uh, game. Miami Hurricanes and Wisconsin. I think we got a good shot there. I think we'll be all right. I think I do. Uh, I just think uh, Malik Rozier needs to clean it up and be a little more consistent. I don't think Miami's ever lost
3: in an Orange Bowl at home. I I hope to continue that streak. So, I hope that I hope that I hope I'm not wrong, there. No, don't fact check me on that.
2: No, no, we won't. But fact
3: check me on that. <laughs>
2: <Fact> <laughs> but in check. every national championship they played at the Orange Bowl, they've won. They've won. Well, unfortunately, this is not the national championship. W- but but, we'll 20, but it's all right. We'll see in year, three years. We'll see, when we'll, it comes down uh, here, that would be nice. That would be as long as it's not the Fiesta uh, the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> um, we want to thank everybody that came on. Uh, Larry Bluestein. Uh, Peter Ariz Andrew Ivins Realist George uh, Greg Rousseau DJ Ivy Am I missing anybody? No Are you sure? I, think I feel so. like I'm
3: missing someone Is that it? Well we didn't get Will on the show We didn't get Will Will that's couldn't all right. come on He was dealing with some stuff
2: That's alright That's alright But I want to thank everybody For coming on the show I want to thank uh, Eric Murrow For coming in studio And doing Appreciate this with it. me I think, Anytime uh,
3: We got to do this again This was fun
2: I don't think it would have been done the right way without you here, man. So I appreciate that. This is really fun. Um, we'll, we'll definitely do it again. And obviously you can hear him every Friday when we're on the show from 6 to 8. But from now till then, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate, and a Happy New Year as well. This was the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Jazz Santana, with Eric Marrero. Have a Merry and Christmas, everyone. Everybody else, Merry Christmas. And we are out. Peace. Peace.
16: Ooh, la, la, la. It's the way
21: that we move when we
8: do nothing la la, la. La, la la When we walk into the building To them foodies them song Them sell my DJ boss with them. Der Matunpa de Fall
0: Raste vor dem Sinne Fürdem asch ich ganz gefallen Dem Bad ja flow ein tourna Shutter Fort an der Wall Dem se